Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing. The most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows, those are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam Draw Out. Yeah. Good morning, Corby. And this blessed morning today. Thank you. Uh, good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Every time I turn around, Facebook's adding a new thing. Does Are you it... sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm an erratic button clicker. <laughs> uh, all right, here's what's happening today. We got to talk with Brent Smith yesterday, so we're going to play that back for you. He was only available via uh, like at 11 o'clock. So 
but we wanted to chat with him. You know him from Shinedown. He's got a new project. We'll explain that coming up. We got listener emails. We got to tell the truth. We're going to get you a, a date for you and your wife. You're like, I'm not good at planning dates. We planned it. You just got to get qualified to doing your wife solid. Every winner this week will qualify for a $50 gift card to Big Whiskey and a workshop for two at Borden Brush. We'll draw a winner on Friday, and we're qualifying people for F2020. Anywhere but here. Get out of here. And Bobby, Bobby Sharp uh, over at Keystone Lake, he heard the cue. Let's have a boathouse. And he is qualified. You have a chance just like him every hour. Make sure you listen. Another chance coming up at 7 o'clock. Uh, yesterday was a very dr- uh, traumatic day for me. Uh, no. Dramatic turned traumatic. Okay. So, moving the Chiefs game tonight kind of messes up my schedule because I like to watch it and, you know, not have to jeopardize my sleep time. Yeah. And then moving it like <sighs> coronavirus. Moving it, like I said, F2020. Then moving it to uh, Monday night kind of gets in the way of weekday routine with the kids and the bath and the thing, and I don't get to start it on time and whatever, right? So it's already stressful. Meanwhile, yesterday, we're playing outside, trying to exert some energy, so I make sure they go to bed right when they're supposed to. Yeah. My children, who are five and will be three in November, and my oldest runs up and she goes, Dad! Blood pouring out of her mouth. Oh, jeez. And she lost a tooth. Oh. Oh, okay. Very traumatic, though, when you see all that blood pouring out. You don't know what's going on. Blood does not traumatize me. Mm -hmm. I'm not freaked out by blood. Right. Even from my children. Mm -hmm. But, so I'm not to the traumatic part yet. So then she's super excited because the tooth fairy's coming and, you know. Uh, question. Li- yeah. How much are you, like. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, um, all right. Yeah, that's awesome. So now I'm traumatized to, I got to try and sneak into my kid's bedroom and put the tooth, get the tooth out from under the pillow and put the money under her pillow and like, uh, we and I got to watch the Chiefs game, and I got to, and I'm like, I got to go to bed, mm-hmm. and she, she's gonna be excited. She's not gonna fall asleep. I'm like, Ugh. we had a tooth fairy jar. I had never heard of this. It was it was like a jar, and it was purple and yellow, and it had like a tooth as the thing that you pick up, and then you put your nasty tooth in there, and then the tooth fairy comes at night because you know, That's I don't I don't remember thinking. the. Ex- explanation my dad gave me. Because he didn't want to try and get underneath your pillow? Yeah, because he didn't want it to get <laughs> lost under my pillows. And I was like super afraid because I had seen, I don't know, something. And I was really afraid of all my animals getting mad at me at night if they weren't in the bed with me. And so... This feels like a logical explanation for something in your life now. <laughs> like all your stuffed animals would get mad at you now. <laughs> like I would be really afraid if I like fell asleep and I heard one of my animals drop. So I'm like, they're going to kill me because they're not in bed. They didn't get the good spot to sleep. Like... I 100% thought wow. that my if my dolls weren't like in the bed with me, then for sure I was going to get killed by one of them. So wow, yeah, and so a lot. It wasn't just like a single pillow that was on my bed. I had a pillow, but then I had like at least 15 animals around me, at least. Have, yeah, have so you, we had a jar. Have you already done the the tooth swap? 
Did you already do yeah. that? Hold on. Have you worked this? Is this something on the agenda with the with the your one of your appointments? No, I don't but, think that's a problem anymore. Okay. I don't think anyone's going to kill me for you your know. Stuffed, you thought your stuffed animals were going to kill you. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I was like, you know, super young. So to combat that, my dad, I I don't know if like I think maybe my older sister made made this thing like in her art class. Maybe I don't know. Mm. I can't remember. But yeah, we had a jar. So did, then, like, in my sisters used that same jar. All of us did. If we lost a tooth, put it in the jar. Did you have a jar? No. No, we old school that thing, man. Put it on the pillow, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned a little trick over the years. I was going to tell you, if you haven't already done the tooth swap, have them put their tooth in like a sandwich bag. Oh, yeah, like we did that. Lock. You already yeah, did. Yeah. That makes it so much easier. And you're not under there feeling around, ruffling their head up, waking them up because you can't find the tooth. Yeah. You know. Slid under the bed and you're like, oh, my God, where'd this tooth go? Well, I tried because uh, we read right before bed. And mm-hmm. so I tried to, when I read... When we lay down to read, I slid my hand under her pillow to try and move it back so it was she wasn't laying right on it. And then I was like, "All right, good night, you know, love you, all that stuff." And she looks, she's like, "Hold on, I gotta make sure it's still there." <laughs> Damn it! So after the game was over, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna sneak in there. It looks like she's asleep finally." And I snuck in there and I reached underneath her pillow and I think she was holding it. Oh. Wow. So I had to like try to slowly pry it from her <laughs> cold, dead hands. Her unconscious hand. Yeah. <laughs> and I finally got it. Went great. I slid the money underneath $3. Okay. My wife and I had the discussion earlier about it. So $3. And my 45 year old body decided it was time to do snap, crackle, pop as I walk, turned around and walked out. So it was like, pop, pop, kick, 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 kick. And I was like, God. And then I just called ass out of her room. Because I didn't want to wake her up, right? That's funny. And I'm like, oh, the, the jar thing is a great alternative to not having to try and sneak. But I was like, I'm just, I just want to watch my game. I just want to sneak in my child's bedroom. God. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. That sounds creepy when you say it. I know. It is weird. The tooth part is weird. Why don't we do it with finger? Why? I'm. Not the fingernail fairy. I'm just saying. No, that would take forever. I mean, you, because that's too much money. You only have so many tifas in your jaw that you lose. But if you were just every time you clipped your nails, that's way too much money. The idea of giving money to your children for teeth is a weird thing. We don't do, okay, two other things that happen specifically on females in terms of mature, like growing up, mm-hmm. coming of age, yeah. mm-hmm. which is really what losing your teeth is about, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Losing your, your kid teeth and getting yeah. your adult teeth. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like a coming of age thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't do that when a girl gets her period, and that's a far more important coming of age thing. Right? So it seems. I don't know. We- my dad baked a cake and I did not correlate that it was because of my period until way later, until like I was older. My sister was like, Yeah, don't you remember that? And I was like, I don't know. We sometimes would randomly like bake cakes. And so I just thought it was like a random cake that just yeah, happened to just land trying. on the worst day ever. He's just trying. <laughs> Back period to the season. Ministratia fairy. Okay. So right. what do you, what do, you just, do to celebrate that? Like oh, take your old tampon I don't and throw it, it under the uh, no. Stop. I'm stop, just saying that. Stop. What is the matter with you, Gimpy? Good I'm just God saying damn. that we don't do those things. And those are far more important in terms of milestones that you achieve. You, you, right. you achieve. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but we do it with... It's not like yeah, getting the- your getting losing your baby teeth and getting your adult teeth right. suddenly designates you available to um, 
eat, you know, a certain vegetable or something. Right, right, right. As opposed uh, to getting your period that, no, means you're true. ready for something. Like but, having your period's a far bigger milestone. Yes, but getting your pubic hair. Is, uh, I'm God, trying, no, I was trying those to, are two why things. Why are you being gross about that? Because, like, I'm, I'm so sorry to tell you this. If like. I had teachers and friends and family members that like celebrated me getting my period yeah. or like getting pubic yeah. hair. I wouldn't even tell my, I would not, I did not tell my no, parents about that. No, of course you wouldn't because it's not normalized like losing a body part and running around wanting to tell everybody, which is what my child wanted to do and most children do. Yeah, and like, teachers are like, oh, you, I see you yeah, lost a tooth because yeah. you can see it. Yeah, well, I most, mean, you, you can kind of know when me. a girl has, yeah. But so like, it's not. It's just a weird thing. It makes no sense why we celebrate or give money for a child losing their teeth. Zero sense. None. Is there some biblical reference to it that I'm not uh, privy to? I'm glad you asked because once you started this, I I never knew where <laughs> the tooth fairy story came from. I just know you lose a tooth, you put it underneath your pillow. Sure. You get cash for yeah. it. So I did the quick Google search whatever, and it says a tradition of the tond fay or tooth fee originated in Europe for a child's first tooth. And Vikings used children's teeth and other items from their children to bring them good luck in battle. That's been around for centuries. Centuries the Tooth Fairy has been around. Name, like, I don't even think Santa was then. You know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't one that correlates through time right. like that. So mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Such a biz- it's a it's b- 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 bizarre. So I the thing, I'm like, ha, ah, there you go, honey. There, here you go. Here's my child's tooth. She goes, what am I supposed to do with it? I'm like, I don't know. Drill a hole in it and make a necklace. No, Gimpy, where are like the your, a chil- jar. your children's no, they're teeth? It's a plastic jar. Bag in my nightstand, but yeah, yeah. I feel like oh. you should upgrade that. Do you think so? Nah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Puncturing holes in the plastic bag. I probably got it rolling around in the back of the drawer somewhere. Yeah. Will you throw those away? Probably eventually. It's just one of those things. You know, everybody's got that drunk junk drawer in their house. You know, whatever just goes in there. You know, ketchup packages or duck sauce from three years ago or whatever. Wait, so it's it's in the common junk no, drawer, no, not no, your no. personal no, junk drawer. No, this is my personal junk drawer. Your it's personal just, junk drawer has duck sauce? No, no, I'm just oh, okay. saying the junk drawer. Everybody knows what a junk drawer is, and that's basically what this is. A junk drawer nightstand. is different than a nightstand drawer. Totally. Yeah, you keep completely different things. Sauce packets in the junk drawer in the kitchen, 100%. There's not sauce packets going into my nightstand. You never know. There's lotions and potions and loops from Patricia's. Those are sauces. True. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't want to put those on a body Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. eat them. Some of them are. I have to go digging through that thing. I know I've got about four knives in there, a bag of teeth. Umpteen pins that only have. Oh, wait, hold on, pause. Could you. (laughs) If a forensic person came in, they'd be like, hmm. I'm Can sure there's you, drugs in there, some kind in it. Remnants, <laughs> right? Can you differentiate from whose teefers are who? Oh, hell no. Wait, so, so it's all your children? Yeah, I think so. And just a bag of teeth. Like, how? wait, hold on. How many are we talking? Like, maybe four. Okay. So you just yeah. have a couple. I yeah, envision, not, like, a bag of, like, safety yeah. pins, you know, yeah. like, they're all rattling around. No, it's not like that. It's just a couple of them. Over, like, the past couple of years, it's not like... Every time they lose one, I take it and put it in the bag. It's just uh, okay. It's just okay. So Got it's like a bag. tooth per kid, maybe. Throw it in there, and we'll deal with that later. Yeah. Yes. And later on down the road, when they're like twenty-five and they have their own kids, and I'm cleaning out my 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 junk drawer or whatever, nightstand finally, drawer. Nightstand drawer. I'm like, here, <laughs> take your teeth with you. 
I don't know if they're yours. They could be your brother's, but take them with. It would be Why? so really? weird. <laughs> Why not? I, I don't want my teeth. If yeah. my dad was like, here's my teeth, yeah. I would say, um, that's gross, you serial killer. And by the way, if I like was staying the night at Jeff's house, and I mean, not that we use condoms, but if I were to like, oh, I want to get in your condom drawer or whatever, mm-hmm. I 100% would be so freaked out if I just pulled out a bag of teeth. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, see, like, I could see. What is this? Am I, mean, I going to end up in a tarp? Yeah, but That's you would, would probably think. see, I mean, it's four, so it's not like it's a, you know, a giant bag, prop bag I, like you see at listen, the Halloween store. And and typically, I don't know if when you go to visit another person's house for a hookup, you go through their nightstand to get a condom. Yeah, I don't know about that either because, again, I'm not a safe girl, mm-hmm. but not anymore. <laughs> Still not. N- okay, that's not that's not wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's 60%. not explainable. Like, what Gimpy's talking about isn't explainable. Like, if I found that, I'm just saying that I would be like, why is this here? But I guess... Actually, there's nowhere you could put it where it would be like, okay, that's where teeth go. Right. Like, you couldn't put it in, like, a bathroom drawer or we have tubs, not bathroom, or not drawers, but Right, still. right. You can't put it in the bathroom. You can't put it in the kitchen. You sure as hell don't leave it in the living room for guests to come over and be like, why do you have teeth on the table? Don't ask questions. Right, any display of it. Like, mm-hmm. we have my oldest's um, preemie outfit she wore from the hospital. Mm-hmm. We have that in a frame. In the hallway. Because oh, cool. it's so tiny. Yeah, she was really tiny. Right? So it's just a memory. I got it for for Mother's Day and wrote a thing on it and let um, her draw on the back of it. Oh, that's cool. It's an, that's it's, cute. Yeah. It's, so that makes sense. But if you displayed teeth or hair. That makes you a psychopath. It would be weird. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you. I think that that would be weird. But also, like, uh, I'm a hoarder, so I can understand why Gimby doesn't want to throw that out, especially, I don't know, if your child guild's missing or something and you want to get DNA out of those teeth. I mean, I, I guess I, I could. I never really thought of like it like you that. You could just use their brush. Right, right. Or their toothbrush. Tooth. Uh, I don't know. Or their bed. No way, man. Go straight to the source. Or their clothes. Yeah. What if... I don't know. They live in a separate house. What if that house caught on fire? I'm just thinking of all the horrible things that could happen that you would be like, I need I need these teeth. Yeah. How about think of good things? Let's try and work on you <laughs> thinking about only good things. Okay. Somebody sent a text in and said that there is a whole market for human teeth. Show sure And I looked on eBay and I wrote teeth and I don't see any. Bro, put in human teeth. I have got a lot of 10, ten human teeth what? for $39.99. What? Why? There's another lot oh of 13 human teeth, incisors, and molars for research and dental studies. That'll cost you $65. And these are like, you could see, you could see the rot. You could see, these aren't fake teeth is what I'm trying to say. So maybe like a dentist would buy them to practice root canals? Like a side hustle dentists have when they take your teeth out? Maybe. Two adult human teeth, my own 36-year-old male, extracted at least 10 years ago, only charging you eight bucks. Why? I want to know the bidding war or whoever buys this and why they would need to buy them. Yeah, there's a bidding on there's bidding war for sure. On that first one he talked about, there is a bidding oh, and, and it's marked pre-owned, so, so you can't gross. hate. And that's it's marked used, so, so what are you gonna gross. do? <laughs> Dude, that's oh my god, that's so and, gross. And it says it, they ship, so I, I would think body parts and maybe teeth don't count, mm. there would be something and and, and furthermore, Susan. I think you'd need some sort of validity that they're real. How do you validate that? <laughs> Is that like gold where you bite it? <laughs> eh? well, oh, my God. The person yeah, selling can't. <laughs> you put that in your mouth that 
<laughs> oh my Dude, god! These are some gnarly teeth. The For one real. that's sixty-five dollars. Yeah, some that's gnarly sick. looking teeth. That's sick. Yeah. Oh my god! Who would want those? I mean, maybe dental students. Yeah, but I've. I mean, I guess because I know, like, you know, people practice on, like, oranges before they give shots or whatever. And so maybe that is the best way to practice dentistry. I figure they, if they have, like, a 3D flight plan, they have a 3D mouth for sure. Um, this says, I have both my dog's puppy teeth in a bag. Why? Because I love I'm just, him. I'm just curious to the response that this person would have. Why? Because... That this was my is, best it's my friend. fur baby. It's not the same. <laughs> it's my fur it's not. Baby. I know you love them. They're I know they're part of the family. It's not the same. Um, I you don't take your fur baby. You don't take your own love, blood and line child and put out a bowl of food and water or throw them in the back. Well, maybe you do. But uh, you know how the idea the idea of collecting teeth totally disgusts me. But I will be honest that when she first showed her loose tooth, I was like it like clicked immediately yeah. why people hold on to them. Oh, We're like you not got emotional? It. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Just because, like, like. It just means they're getting it. It's getting older. You know the thing that people say, like, it goes by so fast. It yeah. goes by. Oh, pay True attention. Statement. It goes. It, Blink it's, and it's gone. Yeah. Yep. And it feels that way when those events happen. Mm. Yeah, because the amount not- of time is the same for everyone in terms of how mm-hmm. long you are with them. Right, a year is for you, the same for Gimpy as it is for me as it is for you. Right, but for some reason, when those events happen, you're like, "Where did the time go?" Mm-hmm. She's not your baby anymore. You can look back and be like, "I remember bringing you home, yeah. or having to stay in the hospital for weeks at a time before we could bring you home." Yeah, and now here you are losing teeth, you know, growing up. Yeah. I had seen I don't know where some show where a a kid was like their their tooth was loose. And she was, like, sucking on it, and I just remember that. And, like, I'm so grossed out by kids losing teeth. Like, pulling them out, like, freaks me out. I don't think I could do that. And the dad was, like, pulling on it with tweezers, and, like, I was like, oh, my God, my teeth hurt. So when she – her tooth has probably been loose for how long? A couple weeks. Maybe longer. And at any point did you want to pull it out, or you just told her – she'll tell me when she's ready. So did she pull it out or did it fall out? Uh, I think she was playing and kind of bumped it and it fell out. Okay. But the other tooth was like showing, so it was ready. It was pushing its way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I'm not going to yank my child's tooth out of its mouth unless they're like, can we get this out of my mouth, please? Right, that will traumatize a kid. Yes, yeah. I tease her, especially when she like when she falls and she's like, oh, ah, like over dramatic i'm like all right are you okay yes show me where it hurts oh there's no like blood or anything i'm like okay and she won't stop i'm like all right so right here i'm gonna go get the saw <laughs> she's like why i'm like well if it hurts that bad we should just get rid of it she's like no dad you're being silly <laughs> like you see what i'm saying i'm not trying to traumatize her i'm not really gonna cut off her leg but mm-hmm. i can tell when it's not a giant ordeal and so i don't want to do that with her tooth i tease her and go hey i can go get the pliers i got the hedge clippers i'm gonna go get them you know, dad jokes. Yeah. But it it's the most ridiculous thing is collecting teeth and holding on to them. And but we don't celebrate the bigger milestones that a child goes through, like a period, or growing breasts, or pubic hair, <laughs> or a mustache. Oh my god. 
put your pubes under the pillow, <laughs> the pubic fairy will come and give you it, money. It's gross. <laughs> Listen, I hear you. Oh, my God. It's just as gross as a tooth. I, someone's pubic hair it's is just, way worse. No. I'll touch a tooth. I won't touch your pubes. One's bone. I mean, I don't care. You're, Lies. you're. I swear to God, I would rather touch a tooth than touch a mound of pubic hair or four, whatever I mean, it is. If they're just getting pubic hair, you're not gonna get a mound. Whatever it is, I don't care. A clipping. And they're really brand get, new. Yeah. They're like haven't even used yet. <laughs> Do you know how soft, fresh pubic hair is? Oh my, my God. God, you two you make coats out of that stuff. <laughs> Knock it off. Forget chinchilla. So right? <laughs> Give me that pubic hat. <laughs> I'm talking because I've had some. I'm not talking like I know like. It's been, you know, years, decades. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Brent Smith of Shinedown and his new project, Smith Myers, we're going to talk to him coming up. Right now, though, news quickies. These are stories you may have missed in the news, and then we cover them here. Put the links on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bmms69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show at 97.5 KMOD. College student gets stuck in clothes dryer. So, oh, help me, step bro. <laughs> um, she is a college student in the UK, and she was, of course, drinking with her friends. And um, they challenged her and said she couldn't fit in the dryer. So she's like, I got this. Hold my beer. Um, went into the dryer legs first and crossed her legs. Well, then her hips got stuck, and she could not get out of the dryer, and she like couldn't move her hips i guess yeah. to get out of there so the uh they called the fire department after like a while of trying to help her and then they did get her out in 20 minutes and her friend said i'll never stop making fun of you yeah <laughs> yeah that's hilarious you now have the story <laughs> mm. well, right this like, will be your college story yeah forever mm, you got for drunk sure. got stuck in a dryer yeah there's the video of it on our facebook page and you can see her hips are like not moving could, have your could you get in a dryer oh i don't think so Oh, I bet you could. I don't know. I, think I we believe have, in you. I think we have different dryers. What do you mean? Mine fits in a closet. It's the smallest dryer you can get. Like we had to. Like a st- it's called a stackable? Yeah, we had yeah. to find it to be able to fit into that closet. Uh, so okay. I highly doubt that I can okay. fit into my dryer. Can we just talk about then a normal dryer? Do you think you could get it in a normal dryer? I kind of don't remember what that looks like, but I don't know. Maybe Oh, then. you're so oppressed. <laughs> no. like so long. I, I can't on. recall. No. That's, that's, no. Dear Lord, it's been so long. Because, because Excuse me, sir. No, no. Before that, it's my so mom oppressed. did my laundry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're not helping yourself. No. I know, but I didn't want to go to the laundromat when I lived at Cornflakes. So I just, my mom helped me out, did my laundry for me. Yep. Oh, good for you. At what age? Uh, 27? 26? Yeah. Well old enough to be doing your own damn laundry. Yeah, yeah but I didn't want to. Moms don't do that, though. Mm. Yeah. Mom, moms won't say no. Right, of course. She offered. Yeah, you can't blame the mom in that scenario. Go ahead, Gimpy. She's taking care of her <laughs> child. That's it. 
Teach them to grow up and live on their own. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Woman turns over a bag of junk meth to the cops. So there's this gal. Her name's Beth Ann. She went and got <laughs> a, uh, she got a quarter paper of some meth, paid 20 bucks for it. Now, that's a hell of a deal. Meth, <laughs> meth Ann. Becky. Let's call her Meth Ann Meth Ann. Yeah. So Meth Ann did not <laughs> like the quality of her dope too awful much. She said it was junk, so she took it straight to the cops. She says, take this. This is garbage. Now they went ahead and tested it. And it came back positive for math. So what they do, obviously, they arrested Methane, where they put her in, and uh, she spent the night in jail, bonded out later on. Apparently, she has some priors for breaking a domestic violence uh, restraining order, protective order. That's what happens. Man sentenced for evil sex act. British man is going to serve four years in prison for a sex act his victim has called, quote, pure evil. 47-year-old Andrew Lewis was caught pricking holes in his condoms before <gasps> having sex with his partner. Oh, my God. The man told prosecutors he didn't want to impregnate the woman but hoped she would change her mind about using protection. He was sentenced after admitting to a count of rape at a hearing. Wait. So he was like, I don't want to have to use this birth control. You need to go on the pill. And she's like, I don't really want to do that hormones and so he poked holes in the condom to show her that's what the story says that is insane hmm. yeah that's insane yeah he got four years for it i mean good yeah four years for rape we should say yeah but like if i got pregnant i would be stuck with the baby for 18 years or you know 15 weeks depends at least for a little bit longer you'd have oh. another option <laughs> uh all right all these stories are on our facebook page at facebook.com slash bmms69 Tulsa's Morning Show oh, yeah. is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Somebody sent a text in from the tech teeth conversation that we had. And they asked about... Would it, is it weird? What's your thought on keeping teeth from a child of yours that's passed away? Well, you're in the same boat. You kept your, while they were alive, you kept their teeth unless you yanked them out of your dead child's mouth. Oh. That would be weird. But if they, you did it and then they passed away, and you actually have a logical reason to keep them. Right. That's like keeping uh, the cremated remains of your mom and dad. Yeah. But before they passed, you were in the boat. Of, of it was weird. Right, because you weren't expecting your kid to die. Of course. And sorry about that, by the way. Yeah, I'm so sorry for your loss. Knock on wood, all that. Balls to the wall, sports. Go ahead, what? I was going to say, I think they already passed. So, I mean, she said knock on wood, heaven forbid, blah, blah, blah. Right, no, that's already the thing, passed. Right. No, she's making a joke to the thing we always say, like, that's horrible, we're sorry. We're real sorry that happened, like all that. Yeah. Star quarterback rose to the occasion on Monday Night Football. Patrick Mahomes threw a two second or threw two second half touchdowns as the Chiefs um, pulled away to beat the Patriots twenty six to ten in KC. And Aaron Rodgers fired four touchdown passes as the Packers foiled the winless Falcons thirty to sixteen at Lambeau. It was awesome. It was fun <laughs> to watch. So were you watching both games? No. Oh, just Chiefs. Okay, gotcha. No. The Chiefs game ended at, like, I was on delay, so I think it ended at, I stopped watching at, like, 9 o'clock, maybe, mm. and I went to bed. 
Yeah, you get very sleepy. Yeah. But you get excited. You're like, oh, my God, my team just won. And then no. you go, no? no? Oh. No, I don't. When, Did like, you have something different- happens and I'm like, oh. Or I'm like, I'm like, he was, you hear there's a late hit. <laughs> I mean, I'll do that. <laughs> Okay. But when they're when the when the when the goes, I don't go two one yeah. Question: <laughs> Did you have your outfit picked out for a win or a loss? Were you gonna wear that regardless? No, I I, I was wearing this last night. Okay. And then I was like, they won, so I'm gonna wear it again. I'm proud of my team. Yeah, I, I'm just. I don't have a loss out. I don't. I don't know. This if may you're come as a giant it. shock to you. I don't plan my outfits for work. Oh. I was just gonna say, I don't think outside of like. A special occasion, birthday, court, funeral, something like that. Guys typically don't. Date night? Mm Mm-hmm. Family photos? When I'm going to be on TV? Mm Mm-hmm. Those are all that I can think of off the top of my head of when I plan. Like, we have a remote or something like that? Don't plan. I plan the moment I'm about to do it. So I guess I am planning. Right. Because I'm not blindly picking something. I stand there naked and go, oh, this looks good. I'll do this. This looks like it'll fit. Nope. Yeah, I play or I plan every outfit. So I just thought everyone did that. No, no. So when did just you plan me. the outfit you're wearing today? Mm, on Sunday. What? You picked the whole week. Um, I have till Thursday. I don't have my Friday outfit picked out. Why? And and the, here's with the, here's here's my here's why I'm asking this question. You only see us. Yeah. You see, so you see the two people. It, that you care the least amount in terms of what we think of what you're wearing. Because you wear, I've seen you wear... Everything. Yeah. The gamut. I've seen you wear everything and almost nothing. So I've seen you... Yeah. So it's, oh, it's, it's not like if you had a doctor's appointment or... or, or, or court. Or court or dinner with your mom, like whatever that, I get it. Mm-hmm. But to just hang out with us and no one else is here... It's Steve Scott, isn't it? You're dressing up for Steve, aren't you? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I like that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I just think I did that like when there was a full building here. So I'm just, that's what you do. That's what I'm right. used to. And I to put be this- fair, there hasn't been a full building here since March. Yes. No, I know that is fair, but I have all the years prior to that of like picking out my outfit. I don't know. Like, it just then I'll put the shirts or the stuff I'm gonna wear. I put that at the front of the closet because then I know what day. In wait in order, or do um, you just when you hang them up they just go to the front of the closet and you're like these are my work clothes. Well, usually I'll pick like oh I want to wear this Monday Tuesday. So I mean I guess they're in order, but I, I don't like I don't I pick them in order, so that's why they're in order. Yeah, yeah you're probably not alone in that. Yeah, I think I think a lot of girls do that. Um, and Bill O'Brien is the first NFL head coach fired this season. He was let go by the Houston Texans on Monday after a 0-4 and four start. O'Brien was in his seventh season with the Texans and went 52-48. and 48. Assistant coach Romeo Cornell takes over on an interim basis. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Congratulations to Andrew Folk, F-U-L-K, a broken arrow. 
He's qualified for F2020 anywhere but here getaway. Someone's going to win hotel, airfare, spending cash, all from Lady Godiva's and KMOD. We're going to give it away next Thursday at Fassler Hall downtown. Another chance to come up very soon. Every hour with us and then Lynn and DC have some chances for you as well. Brent Smith of Shinedown has a new project called Smith & Myers. It's him and someone else from the band. And uh, they do kind of like an acoustic thing. And we talked to him about um, him doing all kind, the, what he's doing with his life and how it's changed. And, and it was a pretty long conversation we had with him. Yeah. Um, but it went really well. And we want to play it back for you. So, again, this is from yesterday with Brent Smith from Shinedown. So this isn't on video. This is just audio? Just audio. Okay, cool. Let me just uh, slide this. Can you hear me okay or am I a little faint? No, I hear you great. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to talk to me today. It's been a crazy morning. I'm doing uh, interviews in between different countries right now. It's just with France, and now I'm with you. So wow. I appreciate you giving me the time to, to talk to me today. No, I appreciate you. You're a, you're a hustler, man. You don't stop. And you, between the music you do, the charity work you're doing, and you're doing this workout thing, I don't know how you have time to you know, do anything. I think that it's, uh, it's built in uh i think i got it from my grandmother that's what people say anyway i got my work ethic for my 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 granny who's uh who turned 90 on the 28th of september so uh yeah maybe i got it from her that's impressive your workout regimen what did i re- read what are you up to now 70 pounds you lost was the last thing i saw you lost working out and ripped yeah i mean if if you go back to the uh, to right around roughly 2011, um, I weighed about 222 pounds at my heaviest. I'm only 5'8", so you can do the math. I was a big old boy. Um, and you know what? That year, I met a trainer uh, by the name of Rich Lemos, and because I was living in California at that time. And I just, it, I had reached that place, man, where I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I was like, this is not going to work. Um, and, uh, I just got on a journey and, uh, about a year after that, as we were releasing, um, the Amaryllis album, uh, back in 2012, that was our fourth album. Uh, it was interesting because people did not believe that it, that I was the same person. Like people were like, they got a different singer and they're like, <laughs> no, it's the same guy. He just lost a person. Um, and, uh, I've just kept it up, man. You know, now, you know, six albums in with Shinedown, uh, 27 singles, um, now working with this new project with Smith and Myers and my boy, Zach, and just continuing on, uh, health and fitness just became a part of my life that I adopted. How much of that is, um, physical, how much of that is like the food you eat and how much of that is the mental stuff you all do to kind of take care of yourself to stay healthy? Well, it's interesting because, you know, especially being in the middle of a pandemic, which it's not really, I don't think you can categorize it as a pandemic at this stage anymore. But in the beginning, you know, the number one thing that I felt like wasn't being talked about the most was the fact that your immune system is what's going to save you. But in order to have a strong immune system, you need to go to the doctor and get your blood taken and get a physical and see where you're at. Maybe you need to change your diet. Maybe you need to change, you know, if you've never done a workout program, maybe you need to start that. Um, And so for me personally, I've been doing that now really since around 2011. But 
you know, my workouts in the morning and in the afternoon or whenever I decide to do them, sometimes I do two a days. It just depends. Um, it clears me out. It gets all of that circulation moving in your blood system and your circulatory system and all that's going to your brain, your heart, your lungs, your liver, so on and so forth. It's very important to keep a clear head and to just feel better about yourself. You know, when you eat right and you take care of yourself, you're just going to look better. You're going to feel better. So, you know, keeping the schedule that I keep, it's imperative. Uh, my, my physical uh, health is just as important as my mental health. Um, but you know, when you're physically strong, a lot of times you're, you're mentally strong too. Are you, do you have more energy? Do you think? Yeah, it depends. Um, you know, the, the sleep cycles can be a little messy, uh, when I'm on tour. Um, but you know, I find that as long as I stay on a decent sleep schedule, I'm okay. But life is going to throw you a lot of different things, especially right now, man, you know, uh, life as we know, it's kind of been flipped upside down. Is it going to be like this forever? It's not. And, you know, that's one of the things that I try to tell people is I'm like, look, it is really easy to get on a negative bandwagon. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, we've been here before in human history and we got through it. We're going to get through this. I think more than anything, detaching from social media and detaching from everybody else's opinion and focusing on yourself um, is not a bad thing. And it's not a selfish thing. You know, you do need to take stock in yourself. And you also just kind of sometimes need to reset, count to 10 and and start fresh. So overall, um, I think everybody is being put in a heightened state of uncertainty right now. But I'm here to tell you, um, we're going to get through this and we are going to be able to move forward. But uh yeah, I'm, I'm able to, to keep a pretty clear head most of the time. And how has that changed with you being on tour? Like, are you able to get the food and all that other stuff? You said you're another you're in another country. How hard is that? I was talking to another country. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina right now. Um, I uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the last 60 days, I actually counted it yesterday. I was curious. Um in the last 60 days, I have been on 23 different planes and have gone to 15 different cities. And, you know, I'm trying to, I don't want to say, quote unquote, normalize my life as much as possible. But, you know, um, I think so far with touring and doing the drive-in shows that me and Zach are doing, we're part of only like 10% of the industry right now that's even being able to work in regards to touring and what have you. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina right now because I'm working on Shinedown number seven with uh, our bass player, Mr. Eric Bass, who was the uh, engineer, mixer, and producer of Attention, Attention, our last record. So we're in the midst of that at the moment as well. Um, but you know what? that's what writers are for calling ahead and making sure they got what you need. And then sometimes you just have to, um, you know, you just got to do your best and, and try to normalize it as, as, as best as possible. We're talking with Brent Smith and you of course know him from shine down. He's got this new project that you've heard of before, but this time they've got two albums they're putting out uh, Smith and Myers and the albums are volume one, which you can get uh, this week. And then volume two will be out at the end of the month. And volume one has that song, not mad enough, which I want you to share how that song came about for you. It's a really powerful song. Yeah. So, 
I have to be very forthcoming about not mad enough in a lot of ways. Um, I have to be totally honest about it. I wish the song hadn't been written. And the reason I say that is because I wrote the song the night that I saw what transpired in regards to George Floyd and him losing his life on national television. Like a lot of people, I had the wind knocked out of me and could not really believe what I was witnessing. But Mad Enough, not Mad Enough, I should say, is about right and wrong. Face down, I can taste the blood. It's hard to breathe, someone let me up. I can't hear you, have you had enough? Cause I've had enough. And, and the night that I saw what had happened, the lyrics came to me in a flood. Um, and it happened very quickly, and the song came very quickly. I remember bringing it to Zach the following day and Dave Bassett, who's the producer of Volume 1 and Volume 2. And the reality for me was this is a song about right and wrong. And it's also a song where when you look at the words, like if you write down the words not mad enough, you maybe have an idea of what that's going to sound like in regards to, is it going to be aggressive? Is there going to be a lot of fire, you know, in the lyric and, and in the performance? And then when you listen to the song, you hear this song kind of wash over you almost in a very meditative, calming representation. And there's a reason for that. Stop telling me I gotta calm down. You're not mad enough. You're not mad enough. How many heads are gonna reason is i don't know if you're like me but once you start yelling at me and screaming at me i stop listening to you yep because you're not acting um as if you're sane and i understand that emotions take over and and that should happen you should be emotional but we are in a state of emergency in a lot of ways in regards to society right now and human beings as a whole and in order to create real change together as people, it should never matter what your skin tone is. It shouldn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, what your religion is. That is your business. It should only matter about the person you are inside and who you are. And the reality is that we are all on this planet together and human beings are inherently we're resilient and we're also in my opinion i feel that human beings we are at our best when we need one another and that could not be any more apparent than right now but in order to create real change you have to have constructive conversations that create real action and moving forward and that's the only way we're going to save our future is by conducting ourselves as adults and being honest with one another and figuring out a way to compromise, but letting all sides talk, you know, and from a political side, I look at this on so many levels, but there's really only one statement that needs to be made here as Americans and as people that are in the United States of America. It should never be about red states and it should never be about blue states. It's supposed to be about the United States. There's a philosopher, uh, Tlaib, and he has a quote that says, if you do not say fraud and don't say fraud, you are a fraud. Is that what that is? Is, it, is that what not mad enough for you is? 
I think it's, you know, it's a song to check yourself, really. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, maybe it is that to, to a point. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to be the first person that you see in the morning. You're going to be the last person you probably see at night. And why do I say that? Because you look into a mirror every day of your life. And you have to understand who you are as an individual. And you have to be willing to ask yourself when you're looking in the mirror, would I represent me? Would I agree with me? Am I doing everything that I can as a person? Am I taking an initiative to be a part of the solution and not part of the problem? And believe me, man, I get it. This isn't about getting on a high horse and this isn't about being a martyr. And this isn't about, you know, falling into the right side or the right direction. Inherently, people, I do believe, know what's right and what's wrong. And I do believe in karma and I do believe in the universe. And right now for the human species, you know, and for all human beings, we are in a very, very critical time right now. But here's the reality. Do I think we can rise up together as a society of people from all walks of life and live with each other and support each other? 100%. I totally believe that. And I will do everything in my power to make sure that my 12 year old son who's getting ready to be 13, mm. that I do everything in my power to give him a world where he's going to not only flourish, but also where he understands that everyone from all walks of life, we all need to be treated equal. Um, and that's just called being a human being. Would Brent Smith 13 years ago written this song? Um, I don't know. Um, I, that, that's not really a question I could answer because it was, you know, 13 years ago, I was in a different place. 13 years sure. ago, I was, um, I was heavily addicted to drugs, um, and alcohol. And, you know, that's another thing with me too, that, you know, I try to be very vocal about in regards, you know, with young people and people of my own age, um, and understanding that, uh, you know, that's a real disease, that people have and you know sometimes it's it's something that not a lot of people want to discuss because it's hard for them it's the same thing with your mental health as well you know i've been someone that's been very spoken you know and outspoken about mental health and how important it is you know it's interesting because this year of 2020 in the beginning of this year i'm an ambassador for um the uh american Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we were in a position this year to have the lowest number of suicides um, in January for this year um, of the last 10 years. The, the overview was it was going to be the lowest percentage of suicide, uh, male and female, 16 to 45 years old. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we are looking at the year 2020 being the worst year for suicides, male and female, from ages 16 to 45 in the year 2020 of the last 10 years. And that is something to be very uh, alarmed about. Um, and the reality, too, is, you know, 13 years ago, man, I, I feel lucky that I'm still alive, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, I don't know if I would have written it 13 years ago because I don't know if I would have been conscious all right. Well, they say that sobriety and mental health 
and um, having a child gives you a different type of clarity. Yeah. So it no, it does. Sense. And I had all three of those elements. I mean, the one thing about me and my substance abuse addictions and things like that, I'm not somebody that went to a treatment center. And I, 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 for whatever reason, you know, for me, I kind of had to do it on my own. Um, and, and I applaud people that have the mindset that, you know, they know that they need help and they know that they need help from people around them and they choose to, to go into a treatment center. They choose to use AA, they choose to use Al-Anon, um, because they know they're going to need that. Um, and I think more than anything for, for me, I needed to realize what helped me was the fact that I had to accept that I was going to be an addict for the rest of my life. Like I will always be an alcoholic. I will always be a drug addict. It's just that I didn't drink today and I didn't do drugs today. I don't know what I'll do tomorrow, but that's kind of how I have to live my life. I have to take it one day at a time and that works for me. So in a lot of ways, I, I have to accept certain things that I have no control of, but I also know that, that road that's been paved a hundred times over in regards to my addictions and what have you, the road never changes. It always will lead to the same dead end. And to be totally honest with you, I feel fortunate and lucky that I was able to kind of weather that. Um, but I don't take it for granted. Um, and I try to stay as motivated mentally and physically as I possibly can. And I'm an optimist. I, uh, I'm not a pessimist. I, I always try to find the optimistic approach rather than being someone that just jumps on a negative bandwagon. I try to, I try to figure out what do I need to do to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Uh, Chris Caraba of dashboard confessional. And I don't know if you're familiar, but he, he has, uh, he sings with a acoustic guitar and plays with acoustic guitar. Obviously your voice has always been resonated like, great with uh shine down but man your voice just resonates so much with that acoustic guitar it's like this whole new world of your voice that i didn't even know existed is is that kind of what drew you you know smith and myers together like it just that sound just resonates so much well it's interesting i appreciate the compliment thank you um yeah man i mean the whole intense uh, you know the the incentive to this project and why we did two volumes was the fact that we really wanted to prove that, you know, we're in a band that is pretty well known. Um, and people would have this idea that, oh, it's going to sound like Shine Down Acoustic. Well, why would you name it something different? If you just wanted to do an acoustic album, why didn't you just call it Shine Down and do it that way? And the reality of that is that's not what this project is. And if you're looking for that, that's not what this project is. And the other side of that is me and Zach keeping each other accountable for it needs to be its own entity. It needs to be its own thing. Um, so, you know, this was the very first time that we wrote 10 original songs for the first time. Back in 2014, we did two EPs, five songs apiece. All those cover songs were picked by the fan base. The reason we did it was because a lot of people had been asking us, you know, in the band, like because of the Simple Man cover and, and what have you, like, would you ever cover anybody else? Would you do this or would you do this artist? And we were very upfront and said, we're Shine Down isn't a cover band. So we do the Skinnerd cover because that kind of happened by accident. Um, but that's kind of a part of the history of the band. And that's why we do that song. 
but so Zach said, why don't we just call it something else and me and you'll just do it. You know, we'll just grab an acoustic guitar and it'll just be me and you. So we did that. And then Zach came to me um, early 2017 when we were recording uh, the Attention Attention album and said, let's go out and do 20 shows at Smith and Myers. And I kind of was like, why? And he said, I just want to see what happens. And so lo and behold, we did venues that were between 1,500 and 2,500 capacity, and we ended up selling pretty much all of them out. So I all of a sudden kind of started looking at it going, all right, there may be something to this. Um, but um, yeah, last year we were on stage at a Smith & Myers show in Sayreville, New Jersey. And I basically told an audience, I said, um, hey, everybody, we're going to go in. And uh, me and Zach are going to do a brand new Smith and Myers album, but we're going to do a double album. And then he slowly stopped playing the guitar and looked at me and said, we're going to do what? <laughs> and I hadn't told him anything. Sometimes I will just say stuff to put it out in the atmosphere so that it actually happens. So, uh, yeah, this has been quite a journey, man. Um, and yeah, it was important that when we went in there and we did these songs, um, I'm singing songs that have uh, a different timbre to my voice. I'm singing songs that um, I couldn't necessarily do in Shinedown. Shinedown is a very big machine. And, um, you know, Shinedown is about, it's not about the painter, it's about the painting. And there's a lot of colors in that sure. tapestry, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, this is just a different project. Yeah. Chris Krabber also said that, uh, Krabber said, also said that, uh, he felt more punk rock do singing songs with an acoustic guitar, which I don't know how that connection works, but he, it did for him, I guess. Uh, go ahead, Sam. Um, how do you choose what songs that you're going to do as Shine Down and then what songs you're going to do, um, as Smith and Myers? Is that like a conversation or a, do you have that in your head ahead of time? Well, the interesting thing is that I can tell you this, we would never do a Smith and Myers song at a Shinedown show. And we would do some Shinedown songs at a Smith and Myers show. And I know that sounds kind of like, well, why would you do that? Because there's just a different level of entertainment that's going on at a Shinedown show versus a Smith and Myers show. And to be totally honest with you, Shinedown was first. <laughs> so um, and and the other thing about Shinedown is, is we blow a lot of stuff up. So, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a it's a spectacle, you know, at a Shinedown show. Um, so, because it's theater, it's a, it's, you know, it's a very big production and, you know, there's a lot of pyrotechnics, there's a lot of, you know, theatrics, there's a lot of lighting and lasers and different kinds of effects and video. And it's an experience, you know, you're talking about a 20 year, uh, history, but in the same breath of that, we would not like take these Smith and Myers songs per se. And me and Zach just play one of those songs at a Shinedown show. And one of the reasons why too, yes, Shinedown was first, but it's also the fact that, you know, why we would play Shinedown songs at a Smith and Myers is because a lot of Shinedown material started when we were in the midst of the writing process of these songs. A lot of those songs started on an acoustic guitar. Some of the heaviest songs that we have written in Shinedown, they started on an acoustic guitar, like the song Devour. People don't believe me, but it's true. That started on an acoustic guitar. Songs like Cut the Chord, same thing, started on an acoustic guitar. Um, so there's an element of why the connection with my voice and an acoustic guitar is probably married 
in some ways, uh, a lot of my songwriting starts on that instrument. Speaking with Brent Smith, uh, Smith and Myers, the albums, Volume 1 and Volume 2, uh, volume one's coming out this Friday. Volume two is going to be out at the end of the month on the 23rd. Uh, how was that going to the label going, Hey, we got this idea or were they totally receptive and management was totally receptive right away? Yeah, because I presented it in a way where I, I, I had my, I had my stuff together when, when I brought it to them, you know, the interesting thing about Shinedown and Atlantic records is that we're, we're a bit of a rarity in this day and age um, in regards to the music industry. Um, I have been signed by Atlantic records and then dropped by Atlantic records and then re-signed to a development deal. And then upon that re-signing over 20 years ago, uh, that's where the development happened and what became Shinedown. So in 2017, I got a, I got an email from Julie Greenwald, who is our CCO, and Craig Kalman, who is the uh, chairman of Atlantic Records. And we have been with Atlantic Records for 20 years. And we had an original contract of six albums. And so after Attention Attention was made, that was the six records. So our option was up. And the option with Atlantic Records was either to re-sign us or to drop us. And ultimately, I got an email from both Craig and Julie. Uh, well, I got a text from them both. And they were like, hey, check your email. We were in the mixing process of Attention, Attention. And so I looked at the email and they said, your album uh, requirements are up for the contract. Um, the contract was for six albums and it's up. We would like to sign you to two more albums if you will have us. And I was like, of course. So I re-signed um, the band to two more albums with Atlantic Records. Um, it's just something that's not a normal thing in this day and age for one artist to have been with their record label and a record label being with an artist for two decades plus and still uh, family and still a partnership and still respecting one another. But at the end of the day, it's about the music. And I've never phoned anything in when it comes to Atlantic. It is an amazing record label. My experience with Atlantic is unlike anybody else's, but it's my experience. Same thing with our management. And, you know, we've had the same manager for 20 years, Bill McGathy and Indigood Entertainment. Uh, so that's very, very important to us. So when I came to them with this project and told them what I wanted to do, they basically just said, you let us know what you need from us. Wow. And uh, and that's really, th there was no hesitation from them at all. Was there any concern from you or you just went, oh, no, like you had confidence in your relationship with both those entities that you knew that they would have your back? I just believe that they would have my back because they know that I'm not going to phone anything in and that when I come with something that I have exhausted every ounce of the project and what it needs to be and where one beginning stage of the project starts, which is, you know, the writing and recording is the first part, but then it's bringing it to the people. Then you have another element of, you know, not only having a catalog um, with Shine Down because we have six albums, we're working on number seven right now. Um, we've released 27 singles as a band. So the reality of that is, um, 
you know, that far into this, um, they know that when I'm coming in there that I, I mean what I say. Um, and because I've proven it to them. So I think that they didn't hesitate because they respect the relationship between myself and them. Got to remember, you know, I've been asked before too, by certain interviewers and, and certain people over time, um, you know, why don't you just do it on your own? Or why don't you do it independent? Like, why do you need a record label? And I'm like, well, first of all, um, there is no way in the world I would ever want to do it without Atlantic Records. That's the experience that I have. And it it's a partnership. It really, really is. The other side of that, too, is I don't have a staff of 260 people that run a machine the way that Atlantic does. But I will tell you this, as far as the record industry is concerned and record labels, you know, they as and as an artist speaking, you know, on their behalf, they have always made the music and what I wanted to do as an artist. They've always put me first because, you know, their whole approach to every artist is about developing that artist and giving that artist the tools that they need to be successful. All right. We're talking with Brent Smith. We're going to wrap it up. I've got some quick questions for you, Brent, and then we'll let you go. Uh, What's the best purchase you've made for less than a hundred dollars? The best purchase I've made for less than a hundred dollars. Probably this um, robot arm that I have my iPhone on right now because I can do like Instagram lives on it and I, I don't have to hold the thing and it, like it, it has different heights and I can turn it horizontal, I can turn it vertical. So that's probably the best uh, purchase that I've made under under 50 bucks. I think it was like I, I bought this thing for like, I don't know, $15. What's an absurd thing you love? Oh, shoot. That's a tough question. Uh, room service. <laughs> yes speaking my language probably room service yeah <laughs> uh and last one what's a new habit or belief that you've added recently that's changed your life oh man that's a tough one too there's a lot um a new habit um making myself accountable to facetime with my son at least three to four times a day and not going a day uh, without FaceTiming him because I am on the road still a lot and he's based in Florida and I'm moving a lot um, and he's 12 and he's going to be 13 this year. Um, and we normally would text and, you know, call each other. But a couple of months ago, we kind of made a promise to one another that we would make sure that we would FaceTime. It didn't have to be every day, but we would at least FaceTime three to four times a week. And we've been able to kind of keep each other accountable for that. So that's really been something that's meant a lot to me um, in, in the last few months. As kids get older, they kind of look at their dad's jobs and go, eh, they're not as impressed by him. Is your kid still impressed by what you do? You know what's great about my son? He's never been impressed by it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I say that with a lot of affection, too. Like, people will ask me about that. Like, man, he must, you know, his dad is this guy. That, and I'm like, nope, doesn't care. Like, I'm dad. I've always been dad. He does not care. Right. It doesn't matter that you standing on a it stage does in not arena. Matter. He's like, dad, you're a dork. I don't like anything about it. And you know what? I, that is my shining and proudest moment, really, totally. in a lot of ways with him, is that, that he that I am a dork and I'm his dad. And I love the fact that he's such an individual. And, you know, I also don't make it about me. 
around him ever. You know, it, it's about him. He is the number one thing in my life. Um, and everything that I do and, you know, why I'm the hardest worker in the room, a lot of it has to do with him and that I want to make him proud. Uh, but yeah, as far as a relationship between a father and a son, he does not care at all <laughs> that I am in a band or that I'm in music. I am just dad and I'm fine with that. Every time we talk to you, it's always great, man. I've seen you at Rocklahoma, of course. You've been to Tulsa a bunch of times and uh, it's just awesome to get to chat with you for a few minutes. Congratulations on the Smith and Myers and, and of Thank course, the Shinedown stuff. Can't wait to hear the new stuff. And, uh, you know, congratulations on the workout regiment. That's not an easy lifestyle to keep up with, man. So congratulations on that. And we just enjoy the time. Thank you. I appreciate it, both of you. Thank you so much for all the support. Much love and respect to you and your family. Stay focused, stay healthy. And uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, much sooner than later. And, uh, yeah, just thank you for all the support today. It never goes unnoticed. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Have buddy. a great day, Brent. See you later. All right, guys. Bye-bye. The cool thing about that talking with Brent was that he was on video when we did it. and and But we weren't. So we got to see him in his house and with his pictures behind him and stuff like that. It, it was it was cool to talk to him. It went much longer than we thought it was going to be. we got to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Mad Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Let's go ahead and play a game. We're going to give you a chance to go on a date. What you need to do is... Play a little game we call Sing Sing. The current record is... Sammy has 13, I have 9, and you have 8. All right. Last week's winner was... That would be Sam. So Corbin and Gimpy at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Let's go to the phones and get our contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Ricky. Hey, Ricky. How are you, buddy? Good. Ricky, who do you want to get clues, Corbin or Gimpy? Gimpy. 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Ricky, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. This is an 80s song synonymous with Top Gun. Danger Zone. Got it. Ooh, this is a 90s rap song synonymous with um, Dangerous Minds. You know that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer where she goes and uh, she's... Gangster's Paradise. Got it. Oh, geez, Louise. All right, James Hetfield, Lars. They make up the band of what? Metallica. Okay, so this is uh, their song, Those Things That Are On Strings. Pinocchio was one of these. Uh, Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the song that uh, they use for the uh, PETA commercials and ASPCA. And you see... In the arms of an angel. You got it. Just say that last word. Angel. There you go. Uh, this is um, a rapper, and um, you go to these places to dance, and... The club. You got it! Um, the club. There you the go. Club. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. That was Ricky, nuts. hang on the line. I got five. Hang on the line. Six. Six. Hang on the line. Oh, five, Don't go anywhere, okay? Five. five. You're right. All right. Thank you. Corbin. Got a little uh, Good morning. There. You're on the air. What is your name? Justin. Justin, you and me, five is the number to beat. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Over the microphone. Thank you. Uh, this uh, band has Amy Lee in it, and this is their most famous song. Broken. <laughs> no, no that, that's the song she did with Seether. I think that's more of a Seether song. Whatever. But th th what's the name of the band? Evanescent? Correct. And this is their song um, uh, about... Um, 
putting, um, you know, what's the opposite of uh, death? When a baby's born, you're giving it birth. Life. There you go. Life. That's the last word. If I come to your place of work, I have, and I have brought you something. Another word for brought is. Hey, when you show up at my house, will you blank some beer? Bring. Yes. Bring me live. You got bring me. Not one, but. Bring to life. Not, yeah, you're missing a word. Oh, man, we suck. Yeah, time is already gone, man. We were not good, dude. Uh, Justin, have a great day. Thanks for playing. You guys as well. All right. week. You too, buddy. See you later. Because everybody knows okay, congratulations. You're going to win. Hang on the line. Gimpy, um, what's the record now? Well, that keeps Santa 13 and moves me to 10. Keeps you at 8. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Bad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Listener emails coming up. Plus... To tell the truth and more qualifying for F-2020. Let's see what Gimby has for his 4x4. Hmm, Biden is not surprised by Trump's COVID diagnosis. That's what he told NBC News Town Hall. Uh, and he says that hopefully it's time for Trump to show that the masks are important in fighting COVID-19. 3M assists and crack down on counterfeit N95 respirators. Authorities have seized more than 3.5 million fake masks since the pandemic began. There's a fruit recall impacting several states. Country Fresh has expanded its voluntary recall. Uh, the fruits were shipped to several Walmarts in Arkansas, Illinois, Kentucky, Kansas, Indiana, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. What's the fruit? Uh, sliced apples, pineapples, okay. mangoes, grapes, and cantaloupe. And uh, gimpy, and gimpy, and gimpy. <laughs> Tulsa DA to pursue justice against man accused of shooting the TPD officers. David Ware uh, was in court, says that he can have an attorney at the taxpayer's expenses. The other dude, Matthew Hall, is accused of driving Ware away from the scene and helping get rid of the gun. I didn't even know somebody. Dr- dr- I didn't know somebody drove the, him away from the scene I didn't until. After, like when they released the video. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. And then that is not good for his friend. It's a good friend, though. You know who it's not good for? The guy who's dead and the officer who's shot. Right. That's yep. who it's not good for. The NBA Finals resume tonight as Game 4 tips off in Orlando. The Lakers leave best of seven series 2-1, to one, and tip-off is at 8 on ABC. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Congratulations, Colette Anderon. Anderon? Anderon? Anderson. Oh, I didn't see an S. Congratulations to Colette and is now qualified for F2020. Get out of here. We'd love for Colette to just get on out of here. But she's just qualified. So another chance to get qualified is coming up very soon. Make sure you're listening for the queue to play every hour. And the giveaway is next Thursday over at Fassler Hall downtown from 5 to 7. All right, listener email. You can always email us, show at KMOD.com, show at KMOD.com. We read an email on the air. You guys help give advice. 
This one says, I have a situation at work where my boss wants me to apologize to a coworker for saying something that wasn't socially normal. And I feel like it's not necessary. Do I need to apologize every time someone says that they are offended or hurt? When is the right time to apologize? And when is the right time to stand up and stand my ground? Are you really not going to tell us the word or whatever you said? Yeah, they didn't. Listener. Come on, man. What does not socially norm mean? Well, it means like... Clurb may not be a socially norm word for certain people because they're not exposed to that culture or group of people. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking nosy. about a pandemic wouldn't be socially norm until you're, there's a pandemic. You're right. So talking about being gay wasn't a social norm. Mm-hmm. And now it is. So who knows what they said? But the question isn't really what they said, because then we're just going to judge and go, well, that's kind of bad. And then that's just an arbitrary answer. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need the the info. Okay. I'm just nosy. AF. <laughs> that's what it is. So the listener wants to know is, do they need to apologize every time someone says that they are offended or hurt? And when is the right time to apologize? And when is the right time to stand up and stand my ground? I want to call you whatever I want. I don't care. Well, it doesn't say they called him anything. <laughs> well, said something to them, I guess, right? Uh, for, for saying something that wasn't socially normal. That's all it says. It doesn't say they called him a name. Yeah, I jumped to a conclusion there. I did. <laughs> I did. Right, you're trying to assume what would you need to apologize for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean... I am trying to put myself in the listener's shoes of like being around something that I was offended by or hurt my feelings, I guess. And that person offended me so much, I'd want them to apologize. Right. I think the thing about apologies are it isn't about you. Mm -hmm. Right. An apology is about, hey. It's about me as the person who's asking for the apology. Okay. Right, because, I mean, anything that guy says is not going to be sincere. Clearly. Maybe. I mean, in this scenario, you might be right. I mean, uh, Well, I'm just saying, if he is like, hey, I want to stand up for what's right, he thinks that whatever he said... What are you, what are you Superman? He, he, <laughs> he thinks, Holster that Clark. He thinks that whatever he said was either not offensive or it should be fine or whatever it is. And him being like, sorry... He's not actually sorry. He's debating whether or not to stand up to you because of it. And you're apologizing just to appease the other person. You appease your boss. Offended, or yeah, your boss in this case, who really is just trying to, you know, keep the calm in the workplace. Right. Right. He's like, just say sorry, man. God. (laughs) Or or if, if what you're saying is he wouldn't really mean it, or she, they could just say sorry and be over with it. Mm -hmm. So maybe they really mean what they, when they say sorry, they mean it. Like, I'm sorry. Because they're trying to decide what side of the fence to be on. Right. I'm sorry that I'm in this situation and our boss is asking me to apologize, so That's sorry. not an apology <laughs> at all. That's what his sorry is going to be. <laughs> right? That's not an apology. <laughs> I think if someone makes you apologize, then it's not sincere. And I think very rarely does somebody be like, hey, you know, you need to go say sorry to so-and-so for whatever it is. And that person be like, oh, my God, that is crazy. You're right. I'm totally in the wrong, especially when the person of power is telling you to do it with a coworker. 
It's not just a, your friend being like, hey, that's not cool, man. You should probably apologize. And him being like, oh, I was. Yeah, you're right. That was I was out of line. If someone a power is making you do it, then it's not going to be sincere. Some interesting text coming in. Stand up now and every time. Okay. Uh, is this email from Michael Scott? <laughs> you don't have you don't have to apologize for what he said, but apologizing for making them feel uncomfortable, mad, whatever, is a decent thing to do. Another one. I'd tell my boss if it comes up naturally, then sure. Otherwise, you'll just avoid the word you know, a word with that person. Uh, the boss is telling you to apologize. It's a pretty good indication that you should. Another one. There's nothing you can say that can't be offensive to somebody. Nothing. I don't believe that's the topic. <laughs> right? Yeah, and if I'm like, hey, I love puppies, who in the hell is going to be like, that stupid bitch, don't bring up puppies around me. So I think there is some things that no one gets offended by. Most of these, I was going to count them, they're moving too fast. Most of these are people feeling like they have done something wrong, that they're guilty of something. When did apologizing be a thing of guilt or me against you? Well, I mean, I think probably because your boss is asking you to do this, like, probably, he honestly just, like Gimpy said, probably just trying to keep the peace. But also, he isn't telling the other person to not be offended by something or to, you know, whatever, get thicker skin, whatever it is. Like, you're being told that you were either out of line or that you made someone feel a certain way by the things you said. Like, you're being told you're out of line. So I feel like you're guilty of something. That's why, like, texters are saying that because they feel like uh, like that person is guilty if, you know, they're making you apologize. This person sent a text and said, depending on what you said, don't apologize for what you said. Apologize for them getting offended for what you said. Okay, well, that's not an apology, just so you know. That's the worst. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you're, you're hurt. Offend- you're hurt. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, not. No, that's a dick thing to say. Yeah. Oh, you're, you look shocked, Gimpy. No, I'm Your not Your head snaps no, in a shocking manner. I'm just manner. trying to figure all that out. Why do I got to apologize for the way you feel? You know, because you okay in like, role play, in role playing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your action caused that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like it, like that other text said. There's nothing you can say that cannot be offensive to somebody. Again, right? that's, that's not the that's, topic. That's the thing. You know? That's it's not like the topic, though. People are getting offended over any little thing, or they're getting hurt, or they, whatever. They feel wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. I have a certain way I feel. Apparently, you don't agree with it. But can't we all just go yeah. on with our business? But that's not the topic. Mm-hmm. The topic isn't what offended them. Mm-hmm. Or you're apologizing for some. When you bump into somebody, do you mm. say sorry? No, oh, my bad. Yeah. Why? Because you you're in their way. Bumped into them. Yeah, but that's kind of the same thing, isn't mm. it? Not really. Why? Your your thoughts and opinions bumped into theirs, and and hurt them. Why would you not say I'm sorry? I'm just and we're, I'm just yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, DEFing yeah, this yeah, out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out myself. I, I, I don't get the whole thing. To me, I'm flabbergasted at the idea. As human beings, we walk around and not just go. Hey, I care about you as a human. That sucks. That happened. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll try not to hurt you again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about, I think the sky's blue and you think it's black. Right, I get that. I right. get that. You, or I, other polarizing topic you think mm-hmm, it needs. Mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It's weird to think that you don't want to be Christian-like. Mm. 
That's bizarre to me. When people are like, stay in your ground. I'm not apologizing. I think you're a giant pussy if you can't apologize. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I know I'm jumping ahead here, mm. but I think you're being a giant, giant pussy by not apologizing and showing empathy for another human. Okay. Do you think that doesn't show empathy, Gimpy? Apologizing to somebody? Yeah, it does. That's the whole point behind it. But the sincerity behind it and why? Why? Once again, you have your thought. I have my thought. We disagreed on it. Go on about our business. Water under the bridge. You're going to continue to be butthurt and upset over whatever the hell it is. And if it's not something I said, then it's something somebody else said. So now we all got to, you know, dance around and be careful because you're super sensitive. That doesn't make sense. Right. Conversely, mm -hmm. we can't move forward because you're such a stubborn asshole. Oh, it's, it's easy to move forward. You go your way, I go my way. We both go forward in our lives. Right. And I think when it comes to, like, the boss thing, mm -hmm. that's bosses babysit. Right. That's yeah. just what they do. Mm -hmm. They keep the, you know, the kittens corralled. That's part of the gig. Right? Yeah. It's, it's adult babysitting. <laughs> so, like, they're just trying to keep everybody going in the same direction. That's all they're trying to do. And I think Gimpy being like, oh, you go your way, I go mine... I think it'll be easier for people to go their way if they just like, hey, now you know this hurts my feelings or this makes me upset and you won't do it again. Uh, Beth is on. Hi, Beth. How are you? I am good. Good. What do you think? I think it's taken, it takes me a long time to learn it, but that uh, don't apologize if you're not wrong. There's too many times that we apologize when we don't mean it. We don't, if you don't mean it, don't do it, but I agree with you guys that you can apologize for the way that it makes them feel. I apologize that we don't agree, but is that anything? that's not really an apology though to be like I'm I'm sorry we don't agree. I'm sorry our opinions match. Is there anywhere in between that like whatever it is that you said that offended me that like hey, I didn't know that about you. I won't, you know, I don't right. want you to be hurt or offended and I won't bring right. that up again. Right. But if it's, you know, it, it's so easy to be offended anymore, whether it's, you know, you know, big topics of uh, maybe controversy of uh, politics or religion, that those are big, you know, sparks uh, of uh, you may not agree. But why does that matter? No, no, no. Just that's just an example of something that could potentially be a big deal to somebody. Right. As opposed to what you're talking about, these little you know, skies blue. Right. But. You can say, I apologize that we don't agree, and, and now that I know that it upsets you, we can move past this, but that doesn't mean that you have to apologize for the way that you feel and what you think is right. Do you think what you're saying, like the way you just worded that almost feels like, well, we can, like you're telling the other person how to feel. Like you're going, hey, you, we, now we can move past this because I have apologized. Isn't that kind of like an altruistic type of mentality? You didn't apologize. Yeah. It, you can, I mean, you can only apologize for what you're... Yeah, but when you're apologizing, you can't tell someone how to feel, can you? No. That's the, not telling them how, to, how they should feel. I don't but saying, I we should, but saying we should move on, isn't that telling them how they should feel? Well, okay, I mean, don't put it in those words exactly. But I, I'm sorry, I was just going off what on, you said, my mistake. Right, right, right. So if we can move past this, great. If not, then maybe we should just really avoid each other but and did i miss it? is it at work or, or do we know that yeah i think the email's at work yeah so maybe this whatever that topic was if you can avoid it you know maybe it's not for work maybe 
there just needs to be a way around it. But I mean, just being upfront and being honest that I don't feel like I was wrong about it. I don't know. It's a little too vague of what exactly it was. Right. But like even what you're saying, I feel like um, is that you do not want to hurt that person by whatever it is that you said. You didn't know that it would hurt that person. And so you can apologize for your words hurting somebody and be like, I won't bring that up again. And because you the same how you don't want to get offended, someone can say something to hurt your feelings. Like, I think it's just super easy to say, hey, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I didn't know that was a sensitive topic. And we won't talk about that again. Right. Right. I think there's just a difference in, in apologizing for in that aspect, as opposed to saying I was wrong. I apologize entirely might give off the the notion that you yeah, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example that. You don't want to mislead them into thinking, oh, well, no, actually, I think it is okay when really you don't. You're not apologizing for how you. What you think. Yeah. I mean, this is the way that I think, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just using politics and religion as a thing. I'm like, sorry, I just like, you know, Trump or Biden. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm apologizing that I offended you in that. Right. But I'm not going to change how I feel. You know, that's more specific, but you just shouldn't apologize for things you don't. If you're not sorry, if you weren't in the wrong, it's just a difference of how you feel about something. How you word it. Being subjective or objective is is a difference. Beth, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks. See you later. Let's go to Joel. Good morning, Joel. How are you? Well, I'm fine and frog here. How are you? <laughs> oh, hold on! I'm sorry. Did that? Did that? Did that uh, offend you? Um, but y'all try to do that once a day at least. Um, you know, check this out. If if your feelings get hurt, you know, either suck it up, Buttercup, or go to go to another conversation. You know, um, I know that people's feelings are, are are really important nowadays. Okay, the timeouts instead of spankings, and uh, you know, a tie dye shirt instead of instead of a denim denim. You know, but uh, it, just quit, quit, quit putting your feelings out there on your shoulder and letting people just pee all over them. You know. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Why is it so bad to apologize? It's not. Then I hold on, hold on. Then okay. why not just do it? Exactly. No, I'm asking you. Exactly. I'm asking you. Oh, well, I apologize. If I, if, if I offend somebody, I'll, I'll promise you I will be the first to apologize. Well, that's kind of a okay. different take than what you started with. Well, well, nowadays people are, people are, they're, they're getting, they're too, uh, how do you, how do I say it? They're getting too, um, uh, they're, they're being a bunch of pussies. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> In my okay. day, but isn't it? But out. isn't it? But check this out. If I offend, if I offend somebody, okay, and I did not do it on purpose, okay, I will apologize. I'm the. I will be the first one to jump out there and, and offer an apology. Okay, my. You know, humility is a fine lesson to learn. Okay, once you humble yourself, and and you can you can put your place in that person's shoes. You know, and, and feel empathy for them. Okay, and, but sympathy, not so much. You know. I will candy coat what I have to say. I will cover it up with pretty words, or I won't. You know, some people need to hear it. Need to hear it point blank. Okay, and if that offends them, 
I will say I'm sorry, and I don't really mean it. You know, but I, I will apologize, and everybody should. You know, if they if they offend somebody, if they hurt somebody's feelings without without doing it intentionally, offer an apology. You know, good lord, is it's easy, it's real easy. You know, but it's also easy to to, to just. Go on about your business. Now, if you if you if your point of view is different from theirs, if you piss them off and they piss you off, well, just part ways. You know, you don't don't sit around, you know, oh, uh, cry baby over an apology. You know, apology should be sincere. If you're not sincere, saying saying I'm sorry, I do apologize. Okay, if I offend you, I'm sorry, but it's going to happen. Joel, thank Joel, thank you so much, man. You have a good day. You too. All right, sir. See you later. Cassandra is on. Hi, Cassandra. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What do you think? So I've kind of been in a situation I worked before where me and another girl didn't get along and, you know, something blew up or whatever. And my boss had to sit us down and my boss was like, you know, apologize to each other and move forward. We can move past this, whatever. And it was that. And I apologized. I was the bigger person. But the girl did not apologize or accept my apology or anything. You know, I was just trying to go both ways with it and be mutual and start over. But she quit her job and everything. So, I mean, you can't control how people feel. But so, so she apologized? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yeah, I but did. In, in this email, should they apologize or stand their ground? Say that again? The email that we're talking about, the person's wondering if they should apologize because their boss is asking them to or stand their ground and not apologize. I think that they should apologize just to get it out of the way. Do they love their job? Do they really need the money? I mean, it's all about being um, an adult. I don't know. That's fair. Right on. Thank you so much, Cassandra. Have a great day. You too. Bye. See you later. Sam, what do you think from our listener who's being told to apologize? Their boss is making that wants them to, and they're wondering, do I need to apologize every time someone says that they are offended or hurt? When is the right time to apologize? And when is the right time to stand up and stand my ground? Um, you sound offended and hurt right now. Like that it's someone got mad at your opinion or whatever, your thing that you said. And so I think that you don't like to be hurt, right? You don't like when someone hurts you. If you didn't intentionally do it, apologize for that and just say you won't do it again. It's super simple. Gimpy. Apologize to make the boss happy and go back to work. I think that apologies aren't convictions. You're not guilty of anything. Nobody's telling you you have to apologize and not have your opinion. But I, I think I don't see what the big hurt is for apologizing to people. We're all trying to get into heaven. Yeah, put your ego down for a second. That's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think not apologizing means you're an egomaniac. That's fair. And I'm not going to apologize for that opinion. Uh, if you've got an email, you can send it to us, show at KMOD.com. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listener emails, you can always email show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com. This one says, I want to change careers. I'm not happy working construction anymore. There's no growth for me. 
I enjoy being outside, but I am searching for something else. How do I find what I want to do? How do I find the thing that makes me happy? Ugh, that's so hard when you're an adult. <laughs> what do you mean? I think that, like, when you're a kid and you're, like, you know, in high school or whatever, and you're trying to figure out what you want to do, you don't have to worry about, like, you know, food on the table and taking care of groceries and your electric bill. And, like, you could, you know, do what makes you happy because you had a fallback. And if you don't, it's super hard to wander and find what makes you happy if you still have to worry about those grown-up things and like keeping a regular job and being dependable and all that stuff you could do it it just takes a little bit more work yeah it's just not that's what i'm saying it's Mm -hmm. not as easy as when you're a kid Mm -hmm. right well when i was a kid i wanted to be a mailman like i wanted to be a firefighter you know what i'm saying (laughs) well i I guess by kid i meant like yeah i meant like high school Mm -hmm. like 20 years old you have such a different level of responsibility to yourself and other people than you do at 30. This says, uh, the last line for me is the, the, hmm? When they said, uh, how do I find the thing that makes me happy? Well, it doesn't have to be your job, right? Your thing that can make you happy can be how you volunteer, you, you know, the times you volunteer at the church. The other two thirds of the day. Yeah. Your job doesn't define you. It doesn't have to. Right? It, it totally. Can, it can be, in, what makes you happy doesn't have to be the thing that pays your bill. Or wouldn't it be nice, though? It'd also be nice to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. It'd also be nice to have a, you know, a, a house at Grand Lake. Like, there's a lot right. of, well, wouldn't it be nice? What I'm saying is, wouldn't it be nice to be able to go to work every day and enjoy what you're doing and be happy with what you're doing yeah. and leave at the end of the day with a sense of accomplishment as opposed to just going and slaving away for wages? Where you wake up every day and you hate your job. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? That That's what I'm talking about. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. yeah it'd be nice to have all those other things. But See, I, I think that is like the dream. Mm-hmm. And then the same way you dream of being like a pop star and that kind of stuff. And then reality you. is. Not, you. Yeah, not you. Give you me. I'm going to start a boy band. Great. <laughs> Uh, Again. <laughs> and we'll be more flamboyant this time. Maybe we'll get somewhere. I don't know if that's possible. I, I've seen your work. Uh I feel like that is the dream, but the reality isn't that. And that, like, I think a lot of people don't do what they love. They just get money for doing something so they can take that money and do what they love. I think happiness isn't a place you go to. There's not a de- it's not a destination. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all in your head. It's something you choose to be. So if you're not happy in this job, you're not going to be happy in the next job. Maybe. Maybe you don't know that. Let's just say like this particular person likes antiques, okay, and really gets in, uh, enjoyment out of it. Well, then that person can go and be an antiques dealer and be happy every day and still get paid every day. Guess what? You're still going to have to sweep the shop, which you hate doing. Right. Like everything sounds like... You know, whatever. Owning your own business is not right. glamorous. I get it. There's a, there is a downfall to everything. No, that's just, my point, mm-hmm. though, and that's what I'm saying is that, like, if you have to find out what do you not like about your job? Mm-hmm. Do you not like being con- constrained to hours? Do you not like having a boss? Do you not like, um, you know, picking it up, putting it down? Like, what is the thing mm-hmm. you don't like? And change that mm-hmm. Before you, you know, jump ship into something. The fact that you're asking us mm-hmm. tells me you don't know. 
Strangers can't tell you what makes you happy. And by the way, there's not just like a place you can go where there's 15 different jobs lined up for you to go try all those jobs. I feel like especially right now, sir, you should be very happy in any job that you have because it's not going to be easy for you to wanderlust your way and try to find other jobs you might like. There was someone that used to work here and he wasn't happy. And he's like, well, I'm going to I'm going to go to that would be better there. It's the same problem. It's the same problem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you go. Those problems exist. Every job is hard. Every That's why it's called a job, man. Mm-hmm. It's not called fun. Right. It's not called fun time. I know people that own businesses, and it's another child, essentially. Like, it takes a ton of work. But they have problems they have days that are hard i think we sometimes are guilty of going this is hard therefore it is hard right this one day is hard therefore this is all hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no that's fair you you throw and i think we've also at least you know people my age think that you were told like you have to be happy in your job you have to love it cuz you've seen some people that do that Base, there are people that play professional sports that hate it. Mm-hmm. That they go in every day and hate it. Yeah, but they got the paycheck to make up for it. <laughs> uh, again, they still hate it. They still mm-hmm. hate their job. I mean, there's an example of you get the money mm-hmm. and, and they then, go because they, they got to make the money. Yeah. But they, they hate it. You bought a car that's super expensive because you got a big check and now you have the bills that are 15 times more than they were. So you're still stressing about getting that stuff paid. Like, I'm sure there's. Like, even being a super celebrity, there's a downfall to everything. There's days where they're like, I wish I was not famous and rich. Sam, person wants to change careers. How do they find out what they want to do, and how do they find the thing that makes them happy? I think you got to do that on your own time and find whatever it is, woodworking, and find a way to do that. But I do not think that you should quit your job to, you know, wander around and find out what you like without employment, I guess, because that's going to be tough, especially right now. That's going to be super tough. Gimpy. I guess person already knows what makes them happy. They've got a hobby of sorts that makes them happy, whether it's fishing or, like Sammy said, woodworking or something like that. Take that hobby, turn it into a profession. There you go. You have found your happy spot, your happy career in life. Yeah, make it a, a, or a side hustle. That you're not, recoup, you know, you got to make a house payment on. That's a good one, too. You know, you still get your break away from your mundane, ordinary bull that you got to deal with every day. But, yeah, you can still be happy. You still make sure your bills are paid. I know someone that they, they did homebrew. They love doing it. And they're like, I could do this for a job. And now they've, they're, they're, they're a prisoner to doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. The best way to ruin something you love is to make it a J-O-B. Yeah. That's a text. A text that came in. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, I... I have no idea what makes you happy or how to find a job that makes you happy. Uh, someone texted in, hey, the grass just looks greener on the other side. It's actually just a different shade. Right? Yep. Of what you're currently dealing with. Just I wait. It'll turn brown. Yeah. It'll, it'll go dormant. <laughs> right? And then it'll be green. You'll be like, look, it looks great. And then it'll be like, no, it looks like trash. Like, <laughs> uh, We'll take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5. KMOD.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 829-45. Did you see the thing yesterday where Dolly Parton uh, is apparently thinking about po- posing for Playboy and people are like, what? Like, it's it's a, she ain't gonna. You think it's just a tease? She she was already on the cover mm-hmm. and in Playboy, but mm-hmm. never showed anything risque. Right. Mm. She's not going to do it. That's not, uh, that's not her. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not her, her image. image. Yeah. Yeah, she's got enough money. She'd be on the cover again. Yeah. But she's not going to bear it all. We're not going to see those lovely milk jugs that she has. What I love about her is how confident she is and who she is and how she identifies herself. She owns her sexuality. No matter which side you think it lands on, uh, she apologizes. <laughs> she, I, I find her incredibly empowering as a woman. And if you know her backstory on how she got there is impressive. Yeah. Her husband, who stays way out of the... like. If he, will, I wouldn't even know what he looked like. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's not next to Dolly. Right. <laughs> she's she's got her brand. She's got her image, and she sticks to it. Ugh. Carl, is it bad? It'd be Carl, weird if you would have been like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Carl <laughs> Dean Thomas is his name. They've been married since '66. Is yeah. what it says, and just the the image that popped up. I mean, maybe he was a looker in his younger days, but ooh, okay. Hey, How old is he now? Me. She's got. He's got to be eighty. Uh, yeah he he is seventy eight. Okay, he is seventy eight years old. And I'm trying to figure out like what is he known for? Are there seventy eight year olds? I'm not asking you, Gimpy, but mm-hmm. are there seventy eight year olds that are men that are attractive? Uh, no, not that I've seen. Adorable is different than tra- attractive. Uh, yes, adorable. I don't want to have sex with you. Attractive. I want to have sex with you. So mm. there's no. 89-year-old man I want to have sex with. I don't know what the cutoff is. Harrison Ford. He's 78. Oh, no. God, no. He looks like a raisin. No way, Harrison Ford. <laughs> There's other ones. Like, I have no idea who this is. Chris Saradon. Uh, Tobin Bell. Nope. David Bradley. Yeah, none of these 78-year-old men. Ugh. I think it's like 75 mm-hmm. for sure. I think is a safe one. Like... You do not look There's attractive. There's no one hot over 75. Mm-hmm. Sam and I were listening to something this morning, and the guy was like, listen, when you're already ugly, the older you get, you look. people think you look better because you are already broken. You already looked like garbage. Uh, here's Sam and Balls to the Wall Sports. Browns are expected to be without star running back Nick Chubb for the next six weeks due to an MCL sprain. Chubb is not expected to need surgery, which could mean he returns to the season. The Browns face the Colts Sunday at 325 on the Buzz Sports Network. And Kansas State is rewarding head football coach Chris Kleinman with a contract extension. The deal keeps him in the fold through the 2026 season and includes incentives and retention bonuses. He is in his second season with the Wildcats and is 10-6 to overall. Yeah, he has had an amazing season so far. They rough started, but they've been whooping ass since. That that is awesome. You got, you know, safety guaranteed till 2026? Ah, he has a losing season. We'll see how much safety Mm -hmm. he has. Will they kick him out? But they have to pay the rest of his contract, right? Yes, he'll get a a hefty buyout. Yeah, I mean, 
That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not nice. bad. That's False of All Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Congratulations to Ashley Long of Inola. Ashley got qualified for F-2020, a chance to get out of here. Hotel, airfare, spinning cash, all from Lady Godiva's and KMOD. The giveaway is next Thursday at Fassler. Another chance to get qualified like Ashley is coming up a little after 11, after you hear the twofer of Bush with Lynn. So be listening for that. All right, to tell the truth, we do it on Tuesdays. Time to tell the truth. This is your opportunity to ask anything you want. Just remember, keep it clean. No bodily fluids, nothing sexual, and don't forget, we can and will pass on a question. Let's open up the phone lines. Here's Corbin and the gang with all the truth you're going to need. 918-460-KMOD, or you can text BMMS and what that is to 82945. I just want to read this email. All caps, Dear Sweet Baby Jesus and Mary Joseph. I got an air fryer and I just made wings in it. <laughs> I'm never going to Hooters or B-dubs again. Y'all need to deal with the air fryer people because you're selling these like suck. These suckers like hotcakes. <laughs> I got sweet tater fries in there now. After the wings, I'm pumped. <laughs> S'more cereal, air fryer. What other amazing creations are you guys going to introduce me to next? <laughs> Listen, I mean, we're not good at holding back, so... I don't know if I have anything I can throw out there. I bought this. It's called a Raccio, Raccio, and it's if you have a water sprinkler, it like goes to your internet and based on the weather and the wind and soil conditions, it wow. decides when what? to water your land, your wow. yard. Wow. I went from watering every day in the month of October I watered four times. Because you do what you think you're supposed to do. Well, you only have the option of uh-huh. every other day, every day, how yeah, long. Yeah, this does all the work for you. Yeah. That's pretty brilliant. It takes all the thinking out of it. <laughs> That's like so that. dope. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It was like 160 bucks, no joke, but as my, I've already paid for it, the amount of water I saved. Oh, yeah. So that's the only thing I got. I can't even think of really anything. Jeff got these... Stupid ass lights for our house, but those I hate. That's and other than what that, are, what do they do? Why? Because are I, they just light bulbs? No, they're like brighter than the ones that are in this studio and the ones that we had before. So I can barely now turn the dimmer on, and it's like surgery. If I turn the dimmer all the way up, it's insane how bright awesome. they get. And I love a good bright light. Like, <laughs> no, I hate that, especially in the you know whatever three o'clock in the morning. That's the first light I always turn on, and like every time I forget that. Oh, it's surgery light, so I have to barely tap the dimmer up because if like it. It goes from zero to a thousand in like a milli inch. You really have to like just barely scoot it up like super slow. You got to be careful of those LEDs, man. I hate them. Yeah. And my boyfriend's like, huh? Huh? He's proud, yeah. <laughs> Look, I provide light for you. <laughs> Bigger. Yeah. Brighter. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, sorry, but these suck. Don't turn them on. Yeah. Gimpy, do you have anything? I don't have, because the last thing we got was the was the air fryer. I don't have this. A friend of mine has it, and I want it. It's a Bluetooth speaker shower head. 
Those oh. things are amazing. Like I say, they Bluetooth to your. I'm all the time playing music when I'm when I'm taking the shower or whatever, and I'll either just let my phone go or I'll bring my speaker in there with me. But this, you don't have to. Boom, automatically pairs to your phone, right? And you just listen, and it's right there. It's an amazing deal. Want me to blow your mind? What's that? They have light bulbs that do that. I've seen those, those are too. Cool. That you, I've seen that those. You can just screw in the light bulb, yeah. but it's also a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. It's a light bulb and it's a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Why didn't my boyfriend get those? <laughs> we don't need sound. We need bright lights. Right. Have murder and bright lights blasting. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I love when we find something new that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your choice liquor right now, Sam? Um, I always drink Tito's. That's usually the liquor I drink. Gimpy. All right, here we go. 75. That's 75. All of it. All of it. Just, just, just let me go in there and have a sip of everything. Um, no, tequila mostly is what I, I drink all the time anyway. Um, I've recently been getting into Mezcal, which, you know, is just smoky tequila, uh, which is really good. Um, and then Johnny Walker. Good God, that guy. I love that guy. Can't go wrong there. So, uh, yeah. A lot of Moscow mules in my house. Uh, vodka, Western Sun. Mm. So it's supposed to be filtered more than um, Tito's is. And Tito's is gluten-free. So is this. <laughs> um, Tito's is like $40 for a handle. This yeah. is 20 Oh, jeez. You know, it's not that often that the cheaper liquor is better, but yeah. I do love it when it is. Yeah, well, when you're trying to, you know, establish market. I get it. You're going to be a little more affordable right, right. than the others. Uh, so, Sam, did you have something? I oh, thought you I had wanted, Yeah, I do. I wanted to ask, um, like, you both as parents, what do you guys feel about buying your 16-year-old a car for the first time? Um, I mean, I won't buy it for them. May throw down some cash on it. Maybe match them. You know, you get 500 bucks, I'll throw down 500 bucks. But I feel like... They, they need to work for it. You don't just buy them a car and say, here you go, happy birthday, because they're not learning any kind of responsibility there at all whatsoever. At least if they're throwing down half of it, they know how it is to work hard to, to save for something that you really like. You really won't. Um, I, I have no problem buying a six, my 16-year-old car, but if I'm buying it, I'm picking it. Mm. I'll buy a $500 car for you, and you'll be fine with it. Oh, so you'll buy a beater. Yeah, I'm not going to buy you a new car. Yeah, kids should not have new cars at all whatsoever. I'm not even yeah. buying a nice new used car. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're going to tear the crap out of it. No, you're going to get a car that isn't going to be sexy because you need to understand and learn what it's like to not have nice things. So when you have a nice one, you will take care of it. That's the problem with iPads, right? That's the problem with getting your kid a phone. Because it's nice already. They don't know what it's like to not have one. Right. They've inherently always had one, too. Yeah. yeah so it's a $400 item. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I saw a kid, picked up my kid from school, saw a kid, had to have been eight, Apple Watch, iPhone. Sickening, isn't it? That's what? like $1,000 worth of stuff. And you're giving that to an eight-year-old. You're putting that in the hands of a child. Would you take $1,000 cash and let your kid hold Just on hand to it? Just hand it? Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't. No. And what's on there that's like, oh, no, my kid needs that? Because they have those ones you could buy where you can only call three people or whatever. Well, those are definitely always look like the coolest kids. No, oh, yeah. they don't. They're <laughs> in their backpack. That's, why you, no, <laughs> right. that's why you didn't see it. Right. That's why you didn't see it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. My kids have tablets. 
we ha- they both started with not good tablets that could barely work. Not that they would have understood it at, at the ages they are. Mm-hmm. But they only got upgraded because I was tired of dealing with a tablet that took eight hours to update. Right. <laughs> or would you plug it in and it'd be 100% and then in an hour it'd be zero. Did, and they weren't playing with it. Did they notice a difference? Like, oh, this one's nicer. Or did they I just not know it was new? Okay. They don't. They just know it was new. Would you? Would you? So, would you buy your kid a car? 16? No, I think I. I like what my dad did. They made me match, like Kimpy was saying, um, and then I saved up for a really long time, and then I got that Deca trip because I won state, and so I spent the money that I saved for a car to go on a school trip. And I thought that was BS, that, like, I had earned going to state and that my parents weren't helping me go to Nashville. At the th- you assume they should just yes, do cause it. Yes, because to me, I'm like, this is a school thing. I'm, I got I got into state. Like, it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. It was whatever. Yeah, I, okay. It was a big deal at DECA Club is for Deca, me to do that. Upon reflection, big deal? Did it change the direction of your life? Did it uh, have a huge impact on your life? It did. I, I honestly, I do. I think How? I learned a lot from that club. Well, you learned like, a lot from science class. I don't know. Yeah, but that, I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm glad I was in it. I, I'm definitely glad that huge I was. Huge impact on your life is the question. I mean, no, high school was a huge impact on my life. Not the little aspects of it, but that definitely made it better. Like I've worked super hard with my friend on that for a really long time, and for us to go to state, it was a big deal. But you messed around a lot too. Oh yeah, especially my senior year when I didn't even, you know get a project together 100 percent. but <laughs> my sophomore year when i well my sophomore junior i don't know one of those when it i was went, 20 years ago i know it's hard to keep track yeah it was too long ago but whatever year that i went to state i tried hard that year and then i found booze uh, is there a 78 year old woman that you would have sex with a 78 year old woman yeah betty white man <laughs> Jane Fonda. That's Don't what I was going to say. That. Jane Fonda for Don't sure. Don't do what? Don't defile Betty White. She is, I'm going to make sweet love to her. a long time ago. No. I'm going to make sweet love to that fluffernutter. Oh, my God. She's got arthritis in her hips, I'm sure. Yeah, that you won't gotta, bother me. You got to be there at three. Just call me a chiropractor. I'm oh, fixing that. Just, Priscilla Presley. Is in the 70s age group. Meryl Streep, Dolly Parton, Goldie Hawn, Barbra Streisand, Hall, Liza Min- Yeah, pretty much anybody on that list. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with all that. That sounds fine with me. Yeah, Goldie Hawn sounds... That would be my answer. Julie Andrews? Really? Yes. Angela Lansbury? I got a... I, I know where there's going to be a murder. Barbara Eden? Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, these are these are all fine. Bridget Bardot? Come on now. Joan Collins, just to say I could. I don't think she's <laughs> There's a lot of them like Betty White I put on that list just to say I could. I don't necessarily find her extremely attractive, but she's you just legendary. Wanna, you I'm just doing it for pillow talk. Her? I'm 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 ruin her? What are you talking about? I'm just—I want to have sex with her for the pillow talk. Mm-hmm. No, he said for sure for the pillow talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, she's gonna you be funny. Talk to her? She's gonna be funny. That'd be great. She's a funny person. 
But you could probably, I mean, in this scenario that's never going to happen, you could probably talk to her without exchanging body fluids. You and I both know the conversations that happen at Pillow Talk are much better and open than just walking up to somebody at some Comic-Con meet and greet. No, you're totally right. You're 100% right because the things I've said after I've had sex with somebody naked in bed is completely different than what I would say here. Uh... Gimpy, are you getting the new Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, it would be a PlayStation, if anything. I don't do Xbox. And, uh, yeah, that's the hopes. That's the hopes is to get one. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, is there a way to listen to the Morning Dump live, or is it just whenever it's added to podcast? Well, it is a podcast. <laughs> so that's why it's Can't do that. not available live. Gimpy, if you can find a tequila called Taramama, Taramamanamana, Taramamanamana, Taramamana. Terra Mana. Termomana. It says it's a game changer. <laughs> now when you drink that, if you ever get it, you won't be able to stop doing that the whole time. I like it. I have to check it out. I have to, I have to go see if I can't find it somewhere. There's a nice liquor store down the road from my house that has everything under the sun, seemingly. Where did you buy your first... What, what did you buy with your first paycheck, Sam? First um, paycheck here or first paycheck ever? Oh, I, I thought he meant like ever. That's what I was... That's how I, I think ever it. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, my first paycheck was $140, and then I ended up getting like 60 of it. And I went to my friend's house, and I think I paid for her and I to go to a movie. And I was 14 at the time, and so it was very innocent then. Gimby. Yeah, the same, same. I mean, I didn't, you know, go to my girlfriend's house and have to, you know, pay her way to get in, but it was very innocent. It was very innocent. I, I was 14. I was working construction for Laming Construction in uh, Newkirk. Went and got some soda. Probably rented a video game or a game station back in the day when you can do that. Get the whole caboodle and take it home. You know, if you Super Nintendo or whatever. I, I think that's probably what it ended up doing with it. Uh, Sure, I went to like the arcade or something. Like, I don't... If I if it was like in high school, the amount of money I got for that first check from working at Showbiz was not very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably was to me, but it was probably like sixty bucks. Right, enough to go and have a little bit of fun, but nothing to yeah. write home to mom about. Yeah, and I'm sure I put some in savings, but I don't ever really remember having more than like a hundred bucks in savings. Really? So yeah, my dad made an account I couldn't get into. That was probably smart. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I had to, I had to have him with me in order to withdraw that money. Like, like he's smart. Like, yeah, this is for something. Now they have ATMs. Like, I don't need you. <laughs> right. I just need to know the number. Uh, should I introduce toys into my relationship? Our sex life is kind of vanilla. Important part of this question is if that is that a guy or girl. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy, you better ask her. Right. Yeah, that's a conversation. Either, even if you're a guy or a girl, because I feel like anything, if, especially if you're vanilla and you're sleeping with somebody that's also vanilla, like if you want to step it up, you need to talk about it first. Don't surprise anybody in the bedroom with anything. <laughs> I've got this arm-looking thing. Right. Yeah. Rapid, yeah. friends. Not a good idea. <laughs> well, look, it's got so many attachments. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's tough, man. You're just going to have to talk to her or him. Maybe she wants that. Like, Maybe she's compl- content. Yeah, maybe she's mm. content. Maybe she's like, yeah, I'm super down. I'll go to Patricia's with you. Let's pick out something together. I mean, that's a good idea, too. Mm-hmm. You could just 
light candles. If you're married and like you have kids, I know that sounds lame, light can't like just light candles. If your life is one of those lives where it's busy and you get come home from work and there's kids and there's thing and da da, the candle part will win you tons of points. Yeah, it's just a, the because it's a change, yeah, yeah, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Go do it in the backseat of your car in the garage or something. Let her go like you do bath and let her go and take her own bath. Like in the littlest whatever, man, <laughs> the littlest thing might make a huge difference. Maybe she's just exhausted and she's just gonna she's just starfishing on your life. I've never thought about that, but like, is have you or oh, this may be too personal? Uh, I'm not gonna ask it. You can't do that. Uh, you know you can't yeah, do don't that. Don't tease us. Come on now. Have you or your wife ever been like, I just need to masturbate? Can you watch the kids? No. No, because I would say, can you hold five minutes, or I'll we'll go in the closet and lock the door. Okay. Do you, do, like, because it's like, what well, do you need to have sex by yourself, mm-hmm. or do you just want that pleasure? Because if you want that pleasure, I'm available. <laughs> I'm. You're literally looking in my eyes, asking me to not participate. Yeah. Have you? No, because I don't have a busy life that I'm like I. You know, I even had an orgasm in seven days, and I'm just pent up. Like, my life is not as crazy as that. So I have a lot of time to myself if I need to make that happen. Have you masturbated? Because Jeff's working from home. Have uh-huh. you masturbated while Jeff's at home? Uh, Probably, yeah. Like, he's in the other room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to interrupt. Out of spreadsheets, and she's out there spreading other sheets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can figure out that formula. <laughs> Equal sign, sum, cell so five, cell so seven, E4. Bingo! Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like interrupt him on a call to be like, "Hey, let's bang" or whatever. Interrupt him. I don't want to do that. No, I'm, I'm giving you some free advice. Interrupt him. It'd be hot. You don't have to. You know, while he's in the middle of something, you could like slide him a text and be like, "Let's have sex." Okay. Or I'm naked on the bed right now. I guarantee he's going to go either, A, I can't get out of this meeting, give me five, mm-hmm. or he'll be entering the room. <laughs> See what I did there? I had to fix yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Very smooth. Uh, Gimpy, what about you? Have you... Uh, no. Has that ever happened to you where no. they're like, hey, can you watch the kids so I can go masturbate? No, never happened to me. I've never asked them to do that. I figure if you're going to go fap it, you'll do it on your own time, kind of like I do. I don't feel like you gotta ask permission. No, be weird. That is really weird. Just ask. Hey, is it okay if I just yeah, go? Just do it in the in, on the crapper in the middle of the night, like the rest of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? What? That's uh, why he's in the bathroom for so long. Have you? Y'all have said what your first car was, but what did you want for your first car? Oh, I wanted. Um, Remind everybody what your first car was. My car. My first car was a. 1996 gold Saturn two-door and um, I wanted this I don't know what year it was but it was the Volkswagen I think they're called rabbits and they have the convertible on it yeah and that's a can't buy me love car yes and my which takes place in Tucson oddly enough uh, and my friend was selling and so my stepmom loved VWs and she's like I'm gonna buy you this car and then, you know, we'll take out the money and we'll have you pay until, you know, you're ready. Because it was like six months before I turned 16 or something. And then um, she just lied to me. She didn't 
actually plan. We went and saw the car and everything. I drove it. It was awesome. Thought you were getting in? Yeah. I thought oh. for sure that she was going to do what she said and buy it. And then I would, you know, because I think I was like over halfway there. And so she's like, yeah, it'll just sit there. You can learn on it. And then, you know, keep saving your checks to pay it off when you're 16. I was like, awesome deal. Let's shake on it. And then she didn't provide. What? Why? Because my stepmom was really selfish. Like, she had... No, but there's got to be a reason. Like, she couldn't afford it. She got denied the loan. You you no, had a huge party at the house. Uh, no, I was I was good then, herself. before I got my car and, you know, started doing all that. Um, no, she, she got money, like an inheritance, at the beginning of the year, every year. So she would super blow through it on dumb things and, like, QVC stuff. And she would only wear her... Victoria's Secret underwear once, like just dumbass things. And then by the end of the year, she uh, like wouldn't have any money because she blew it. She'd gone through it all. And she was like, she never bought me things. She just bought herself things. Sure. And so it was like a contention between my dad and her because she's like, you know, you call her your daughter, but you're not really treating her like one. Like you're icing her out of this whole part, you know, of your life or whatever. And it was just like a thing. So she told me she was going to do that. And I don't know if she ran out of money or she was just lying to me. It just didn't happen. And I didn't want to be. You, you never know, confronted her on it? No, I didn't want to be like a bitch about it. I didn't want to seem like whiny. But I, I'm like, I told my dad, I was like, I thought we had a deal. So I don't know what happened because my friend sold it like three weeks later. So what'd you, and you ended up having a? Saturn, a gold Saturn. <laughs> nice. That my dad got. Gimpy? I wanted a new uh, Dodge Viper. I ended up getting an 86 Buick Century <laughs> for $75. Uh, I think I wanted like a Silverado Chevy, mm-hmm. right? A Chevy Silverado truck. Um, and I had, a, I had to share my dad's 85 Dodge Dynasty. Fun. With him. So right. when he wasn't doing, I could drive. You were it. second in command. Right. Yeah. When he wasn't driving it, which, by the way, he traveled three of the four weeks of the month. Oh, okay. So I never had it. Gotcha. Uh, All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. The Assault continues next. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-476-7610. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Sam, I'm going to read some headlines. You tell me, or, or Gimpy, you tell me which one is the fake headline. Are you ready? Yes. Tyra Banks is at the center of Dancing with Stars controversy. Chris Pratt under fire for tone-deaf Instagram post about, about voting. White professor allegedly posed as woman of color on Twitter. And Melania calls Stormy Daniels porn hooker a new recording. Okay. You want them again? I, I, well, no, hold on. I know the Chris Evan one, th- that one is real. Chris re- Pratt. Or Chris Pratt, yeah. I read that yesterday. I think the Tyra, Tyra one is real because I've heard some stuff about her being host. Um, I'm going to say that the last one is not real because I listened to some of that recording yesterday because I wanted to hear her say how much she hates Christmas because I thought it was funny. 
And I don't remember hearing her say anything about Stormy Daniels. Okay, so you're going with... The, the first two are real. Mm-hmm. And the last one's fake. Last two are fake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that um, the Melania one's fake. The rest of them are real. They are all real. How about that? They all happened. The white professor allegedly posed as a woman of color on Twitter is just mixed un- in that group. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. It feels like, I mean, that's like a classic radio game. It's like, which one's real? Ah, here we go. <laughs> but th- it feels like the headlines are all that now. Yeah, they're so far out there. All the time. Surprise, Stormy Daniels is a porn hooker. She's paid to do porn. True statement. She has yeah. sex for money. Mm-hmm. She is a porn hooker. There's no news flash there. But it sounds uh, riveting. Let's say something else. <laughs> sounds riveting because of the two people at the subject of that story. Chris Pratt under fire for tone deaf Instagram post about voting. Uh, okay. He's an actor. So I don't expect him to n- to be anything other than he. Okay, Ugh, I saw this stupid post, and he pretty much said that because um, I guess he's an onward, and he's like everyone's going to tell you to vote, so go vote for this. And he was like, "Your lives depend on it." Voting for the onward movie, and was kind of like making uh, not. And I don't want to say making fun. He was using a. Topical thing to promote something? Yes, but he was... Weird. It's, no, it was, uh, mm-hmm. I could understand why somebody who, you know, has um, been marginalized or whatever, somebody that um, feels like their life's in danger for him to joke about it, I think is not cool. He could have just not Joke about that. what? Joke about what? That well, life it, is in danger. Well, I'm voting. Like, oh, you have to do it for, the, you know... F- or you will die. I think that's what he said. You have to vote or you'll die. So he was over satirical about it. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, a lot of other celebrities are going to tell you to vote. And I don't care about that. This is more important. And I don't know. It just kind of seemed a little dickish. Okay. Dancing with the Stars where Tyra Banks, who's the new host, which is, by the way, has a little conspiracy to itself. She's replaced. She replaced two people on that show. And she's, it's very uncomfortable. She's not, she's not in, her, in her element yet or whatever, but uh, she announced the wrong elimination couple last night, and they had to, like, fix it. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's Steve harvey them. Aw, damn it. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Not something that you, you would like to be known for. That's a big deal. Yeah, I uh, think so. God, the anxiety she must have going to her car that night. You mean walking to the car that someone was driving? Yes. Right. I think she's fine. Getting to her car. Uh, And then this professor at the University of New New Hampshire has been booted from the classroom for posing as a woman of color. Uh, He allegedly secretly tweeted under the name The Science Femme and handle piney underscore the to rail against the left, transgender, and even people of color to his more than 13,000 followers. In one post on June 30th, the science femme, who purported to be a professor, tweeted, I was successful in killing my department's woke statement on recent social unrest, calling it a toxic ideology that cannot be given an inch. The account boasted 
removing all woke terminology from the statement, including anti-racism, white supremacy, white privilege, and, cr- and claims of systemat- systemic racism. The Science Femme's account, as well as, pr- as the professor's personal account, have since been deleted. Mm. Screenshots show the Science Femme reportedly responded, I'm a woman of color. In a counter-argument online, including in September, when one user accused the science femme of attacking only people of color. I have black friends. (laughs) God. Prove it. (laughs) Uh, In other posts, the science femme claimed to be an ignorant woman of color who grew up in poverty, sleeping on a dirt floor. (laughs) What? <laughs> you grew up on the color set of the color purple? <laughs> That's depicted a time in our country that was horrible? That's what you're... Re- huh? I don't think so, Tim. Do people in this country live on dirt floors? Oof. Yes. I'm going to say yes. But it is not... It's like it's out there. We're talking like extreme rural areas like Kentucky mountains, all right? The mountains of Appalachia, right? Way out yeah. there. I feel like what you're describing mm-hmm. would have some sort of young child in ripped overalls to depict shorts mm-hmm. with uncut toenails, maybe a little bit of freckles on the face, Possibly. and black feet. Yeah. Maybe hmm. that exists. Yeah. I it, it's a small number, but I'm not going to rule it out to to it not be in there. Like it's a it's a one percent out of a ninety nine percent. This professor who teaches chemistry at the University of New Hampshire blew up his secret identity on Twitter with a tweet about his brother's brewery, Pinelands Brewing in New Jersey, which was posted on both the Science Femme and his own personal account. Mm. Posted the, over. <laughs> he posted the same photo of several coffee makers on both accounts with nearly the same caption. University of New Hampshire told the Daily Beast it was probing this bizarre incident. The statement from the university is, The University of New Hampshire was recently made aware of allegations on social media about a member of its faculty. We are deeply troubled by what we've learned so far. And immediately launched an investigation. The employee at the center of the allegations on social media is on leave and not in the classroom in order to protect the integrity of the ongoing investigation. It sounds like if Dr. Phil grew up in the Hamptons. Yeah, kind of. 100%. The university yeah. is unable to comment on this. Okay. Surprisingly, the man did not return phone calls to the Daily Beast about the topic. I wonder why. He's uh, laced in a series of <clears throat> white people, <clears throat> including academics, who have faked their race. Oh, good. Last God. month, Black Lives Matters organizer Satchel Cole, who is white, admitted she'd been pretending to be black for years and promised to seek help. Jessica Krug, a university, Georgia, Washington, George Washington University professor of African-American studies, also recently confessed to her whiteness after posing as a black woman for years. Are they 
are they putting the face paint on? Like, how are they posing as if you're at a university and you're teaching kids or whatever, the students can see that you're clearly not black. Um, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Who was that uh, Rachel something another couple of years yeah. back? Uh, like head of the NAACP oh, or whatever. Zoe, whatever it was. Rachel Zoe, is that what it was? Uh, no, She that's... had an awesome documentary mm-hmm. about about her and her struggles. Yeah. Not Rachel Zoe. Rachel Zoe is a designer, but it was Rachel Z something. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, C.V. Vitolo Haddad, a grad student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, stepped down from being a teaching pos- in the teaching position after it emerged that she had falsely posed as a black and Latino. So apparently it's more common than sleeping on dirt floors. <laughs> we got to take a break and we'll come back and find out what everybody learned. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Rachel Dolezal or whatever that is. Uh, Sam, what did you learn today? That I'm clearly still hurt. I didn't get my Can't Buy Me Love car. And that as an adult, I just traded stuffed animals for men. Gimpy, what did you learn today? Hmm, I learned like you think that. men are going to kill you? No, Gimpy, they just you got to have them all bed. lined up on the bed. Make sure that everything's safe. Does Jeff know? What did you learn? Gimpy. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. I learned that some people speak Sam, Ricky speaks Gimpy, and that uh, I am sorry that your butt gets hurt so easily. Uh, I learned that Sam didn't have uh, anybody reaching under her pillow in the middle of the night, but she was worried about her stuffed animals killing her in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I also learned she planned that outfit. Uh, it's Corbin saying, make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> I'm Steven Sam, and this is for Planned. my mother. Took time. <laughs> Reflected. This is Gimpy. I'm not sorry. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. We try it, boys. <laughs>
This, I believe, is Lunchbox Lewis called Bills. It's a song that I think everybody can relate to. Sure. My uh, girlfriend turned me on to this like a long time ago. And, you know, you get Facebook duties, and you're like, well, I get to pick the song on Tuesday. What am I going to listen to? And I was like, ah, this is awesome. It's good. It's upbeat. feels good. I'm like, sure. Everybody can relate. Who, do you know anything about this person or anything? He, I know that he's a big fat man, and he's shot Besides this. what the video shows us? Right. That's all that I know. I've never heard of this guy until... Until she, you know, played the song for me. I was like, all right, that's cool. That's got a fun little catchy beat to it. That's, I would 100% think that you'd pick that song. You think? You think I would? Yeah, it just sounds like you. It's very gimpy-ish. Makes sense. It's, I think it's very it's not, you. It's not in a mean way. It's very you, too. It's, it's not it's very poppy. you, too, like Bono. It's very <laughs> you as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like super that. potty. Pop, pop, poppy. <laughs> uh, yeah. That song's from 2015. Good God. Okay. Okay. You'd be five years late. Right. It can, yeah, it can, uh, it doesn't think it really matters where it's from. No. Well, I, even, even in 2015? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, never heard this guy. Never heard of him. I wonder if he's got other hits. I'm sure he does. I don't know about that. Just because you have one song that's catchy, I don't think it, it looks like it peaked at number 10 in New Zealand. Mm. Cool. They They're like always the up mode. on their stuff. Right. Well, they're just different breed over there. Uh, yeah, he's most known for this. Yeah, that is it. Gamal Kosh is his real name. He's members of the Jamaican, uh, wait, yeah, Jamal Lewis was born in Miami. His father, Ian Lewis, and Uncle Roger were members of Inner Circle. Get out of here. How about that? They have a recording studio called Circle House where Florida and Little Wayne record. How about that? When a teenager, Lewis was given the nickname Lunch Money, and his start in songwriting by American hip-hop producer Salam Reme. Uh, Lunch Money usually isn't given given to someone who is a charitable person. No, give me your lunch money. It's usually someone who takes lunch money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I still... You love that he bullied kids and took lunch money? Oh, I just like that name. (laughs) I like lunch money more than lunchbox, I guess. I think that sounds funny. Don't take that personal, Kevin. Okay. No, because that's the only lunchbox I know. So he can't have that. That's what it is. Mm. That's why I don't like it. I was reading an article, getting ready for today, and it's unbelievable. And I didn't know that this was a thing. That you can hire a cuckold consultant. Excuse me? A cuckold consultant? Yeah, I just want to read the beginning part of the article because it's really fascinating. (laughs) Scott sat in his car in the parking lot of a Hilton in Austin and tried to steady his nerves, gripping the steering wheel with one hand while drumming loudly on the center console with the other. He shifted nervously in his seat, heart beating so loudly that he he could hear it thumping. Inside the hotel, his wife was having sex with another man. He couldn't see what they were doing, but he could hear it. Oh! She dialed his number from the hotel room and set oh. the phone down beside her so he could listen in. For a while, there had been nothing but silence, but eventually the sound of rustling bedsheets and heavy breathing began to fill his ears. He sat up in his seat in awe of what he was hearing. Pressing the phone even closer, he shut his eyes to hear better as the sounds of slapping skin and muffled moaning poured through the receiver with increasing frenzy. A few months earlier, uh, the woman, Lisa, had sworn she'd never do something like this with him or anyone. But as her orgasm crescendoed into an orchestra of sounds he'd never heard her make before, 
he had a feeling that this time wouldn't be the last. Wow. Yeah, I'm good on all that. He's 64. His wife is 56. They've been married 23 years. She's labeled a hot wife. That's apparently a term. Yeah. In co- Cold Dean. <laughs> so the hot wives are just the ones that are willing to. They're the the wives in the in this process. Yeah, yeah. They're the they're the women in that. Okay. It, it, uh, situation. Gotcha. Apparently, there's a guy. He's got a website, and he's a cuckold consultant. And he explained that any woman could be transformed into a hot wife, hot wife, if you knew how to sell it to her. Oh my! Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I saw that Get line and I knew immediately that was going to be here. a button push for you. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. What? So you're just saying like that every woman can like she can't stand by what she wants that you can seduce her. I always love when a man oh my tries God. to say how you can do something with a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy does not know how to have sex with women. Oh, my God. Uh, well, hold I on. mean, hold on. I, that is obviously not true. You're right. Because he has clients. I'm just I'm just insulting him. So, um, there is this, you, you remember, you watched 90 Day Fiance when the, um, guy married, Colty married the girl from Brazil. Okay. And he's like that big chubby guy that lives in Las Vegas and she was like hot, dark hair. Anyways, they're on to another season. She's dating somebody else. He was dating somebody else. And cause, um, they got into a a fight and the police showed up. And so she's like, doesn't know if she's going to be deported or not. Anyways. He, she was saying that like, oh, Colty wasn't good in bed. My new boyfriend is way better. And now I'm having, you know, a lot of sex with him. And his new girlfriend was like, yeah, he wanted to have sex way too much with me. And the other girlfriend was like, he, we never had sex. And so he throws a fit and is like, I want everyone to know that I fuck. Like, that's what he says. <laughs> and he was like, All so right. what Nothing am I? Nothing like certainty right there. Like, right? He that said, puts everybody's <laughs> concerns at ease. He said, what am I, fucking you too much or fucking you too little? Like, he's pissed. And, like, everyone is, like, in the Zoom call. Like, Someone's got some insecurities. Uh, this one girl's like, you need to calm the fuck down, bro. Like, hmm. <laughs> way too mad. And I was thinking, like, the amount of, like, ego that's in your sex life that you have to scream that you want everyone to know that you fuck that like you have to be so egotistical to be like whoever having sex with me they of course are having fun that's ridiculous it's not me that's wrong it's everybody else and that like you don't have much like self-reflection when you're deflecting that much so it reminds me kind of that scene played in my head because of this guy being like oh every woman can be convinced you're so great at everything you do and women are so malleable it's totally fine just right well i'll give you the right words to talk her into it like your ego has to be so big to be like oh my wife said she didn't want this but i know i can talk her into it if jeff ever was like oh i know sam didn't want this but for sure i could talk her into it i think that's so shitty well, well, the, in the sex life thing. Okay, not like, I was like, okay, I hold think on. that happens not, in relationships. Yeah, not like, oh, will you, you know, do laundry this weekend well, yeah, or we, whatever. We, I can convince her to go out to eat. Yes, that's easy. But I feel like a big thing in like your sex life, aka bringing somebody else in, having sex with somebody else, like that's something that is a. Most people, I would say, eighty percent of people are like a hard no or yes, like it's their decision. What do you think, Gimby? Well, I'm stuck on how did this guy get this as a job? We were talking. I think he just created a job. He just created it. 
Like okay. he was already in the community, maybe saw a, okay. a hole. Not necessarily. A there, hole there? Some, <laughs> do y'all need some help? I mean, like, how do you get to that point? You're like, you know what? I I can help you. Probably a bull was like, God, you're situation. so good at this. You should start a career. <laughs> well, you know what? You're fucking right. Maybe God I damn. should. I've never owned a business. Huh. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's something I could never do. I don't mean, cuckolding guy in the corner jerking off while you're. You couldn't wife do it again. Railed. Yeah, I couldn't. No, I never did it in the first time. Uh, you've had sex with a woman while the husband watched. Yes, but that's that, what I'm saying. You could do that part. Of, but well, that's yeah, part of it. I mean, you could be that no, part. No, 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 no. To me, when you say cuckolding, you're the guy that's watching your lady get fucked okay. by some other guy. I you thought it was I mean? a whole act. No, you, you can no, be no, the no, cuckolder, no. right? No, or no. the bull, or what? I don't know right. all the terminology. Right. But the and, guy having sex with the wife—is that what you mean? Yeah, he's done that. Mm, yeah, but, but that guy was also involved as well. It's like both of us at the same time. Like he was just taking a break, drinking some Gatorade, and oh, I thought the story was he sat. In a chair and watched you bang his wife. At first, but then he, you know, comes in and hangs out or whatever. Like you guys are looking Wait. at each other in the eye while he. Well, like, you don't you look at each other in the eye. Well, no, each are, no. like, but you're within pretty close. Like if you would have sneezed, proximity. you were getting it on yeah, him for sure, man. There definitely <laughs> would have been some coronavirus passing for like, sure. There's he not saw safe your balls here. No, I want this to be well, the. I, no, I want this swinging, to be the. But... The mic is him. Mm -hmm. I'm you for this. Like how close, like. How step, close are you? Step back a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit How more. How big was this fucking woman? Was she, well, she wasn't a big gal. No, she wasn't that big. No, 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 you no, no. Sex from with her from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in the front end. So yeah, yeah. I mean about You're five, making her airtight. About five pe uh, feet between us, you know, oh five and a half God. feet between us. Wait, you know? and so then he sits in a chair because he got retired. Mm -hmm. No, like it started with just Gimpy and the woman. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So it started with he and he put the gun down, reminding yeah. him of the rules. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but how long until he joined in? And was it gonna oh. be like, hey, you can just what, fuck my wife and I'll watch? What's your stopwatch say? <laughs> well, no. What's it? About five well, minutes. Uh, All right, come on in. Tag, clock, tag, tag, tag. Let's <laughs> hold the rope. <laughs> right. Come on. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Was the agreement that um, that you would only have sex with her, or that it was going to be a threesome and you were both gonna have sex with her? There really was no agreement. We just went back to the hotel room and. One so you didn't know another. if it was going to be a threesome, like if you were going to see his penis or not? Like you, I think you just kind of assume that it's going to happen. No, 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 no but penis. I meant, I meant you, you didn't know. Hold on. He saw his hairy, dimply, wrinkly ass. Okay, hold on, though. You didn't know going in that it was going to be a threesome. Like when you were having sex with the, the wife, mm -hmm. were you like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'm having sex with her. He's watching. Or were you like, man, when is he going to join in like hopscotch? No, I think we're just under the assumption, right, that this is going to be a three-way. She said, you want to have fun? I said, sure, why not? Okay, so, so to you, me, that you was went in, like, knowing already. that you were going to. club day. So, yeah. like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not like the terminology. He was just standing at the corner of, you know, right. Yale and 27th <laughs> or something, and they're like, hey. You want to have some fun? Hey, little boy. <laughs> yeah, I think, Ooh. by the way, when you told this story, I was in mm. Mexico yeah. two years ago, and the amount of emails that I got of like it's an unbelievable story but yeah so I that's why I'm asking details because mm -hmm. I didn't get to ask you the first time mm -hmm. that's why I'm asking um so she said hey let's have some fun and then you thought for sure like I'm gonna go have a devil's three-way three no, I just said sure that I just assumed that that's what it was I mean because you were in a swingers club like, yeah yeah, yeah so like, you, you, have fun. you just kind of figure out that that's what it's going to be right and if things change if he wants to be the guy in the corner finger banging his butthole while I'm 
fucking his wife, then okay. I can't fucking <laughs> <I can't. laughs> <laughs> that goddamn heart attack during the podcast. <laughs> if that's what it turned out to be, then okay, I got no problem with it. So you're just I couldn't stop with it. finger in the butthole, and I was like, wait, can we say that? And then you said, fuck, and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Um. So what you were, you're like, whatever this is going to be, it's going to be that. Yeah, like, that, I'm just going it, into yeah. a sexual experience. That's it. That's it. And There's... so when he was watching you at first, mm-hmm. were you ever like, okay, is he going to come bang this girl with me? Like, Never did you ever... once thought about it. You didn't did, think about like it? Like you started and forgot he was there. Pretty much. It's like, okay, I'm fucking this lady. Okay. Did you feel awkward at all? No. That's her, that's her talk. I'm not a part of this. I, I, that was a weird, awkward, silent moment. I just, I like. You've been a part of a three-way. I know. But Have you I been was a part like, of a three-way? Two guys? No, it was always two girls and a guy. Young so, you would young you have done something like that? But would have liked that? I don't think so because I really do like girls. So I, there's like something for me in having sex with a female too. I don't. Think, but do you don't like the idea of two men pleasing you? No. Uh. I'm a hard no on both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a no on both of those. <laughs> it's just too it's a much. Hard no, you take home. It's too. <laughs> I don't. I don't do well at buffets. Like that's just too much, right? Young you. I can't make up my mind. Yeah, I'm like. Ah. <laughs> do I start with yeah. dessert or do I should go I be with- offended? Should I like? Th- I don't know what's happening. Mm. The yeah, way it's too I much. see it going into those things, because that wasn't my first one. It was actually my second one. First one with a dude participating? No. No, no, no. The first one was me and my buddy Todd tag team this gal or whatever. That was fun. <laughs> so the second so, one was oh, at the okay, hotel hold on. Room. Mm-hmm. Like, when you and your buddy Todd decided to do this, was mm-hmm. did you guys have an agreement? Like, we're going to have sex with this girl? No. We're going to have a three-way? No, it just happened. I think a lot of them are pretty spontaneous that yeah, way. Yeah. Okay, I know. None, I just... none of the ones that have been involved in were, like, planned out and, like, okay, we're going to meet on a rules? Monday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and Michael, how Friday, are you? Gonna... I know, I'm calling but... for a okay. Friday, uh, <laughs> 530. Yeah, yeah. I guess with my Jennies, I just want some, like, did you like plan questions. yours? Yeah, I mean, we kind of had to because we were in the military, and so, like... Well, you planned yours like, hey, we're going Friday to the hotel, but did you go over the ground rules? Right. Um, n- no. No, I don't that's, really think they, so. that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to ask. Like, let me <laughs> ask the questions before you jump me. I, I will... With Todd... No, <laughs> I can't even fucking say that out. With Todd, you guys are just like, hey, we're going to bang this chick. No, it just it just happened. We're all sitting around hanging out and drinking or whatever, and... and... She said, I'm down. There was no discussion about it at all whatsoever. I think you need to throw some context in there about the current uh, mental state of everybody in the room. We're all drunk as fuck, and and we're just sitting there chilling, hanging out, trying to remember how this went down. And it's like I'm in the chair. Todd's on the couch. She's kind of in the middle. We're drinking, and I think I grabbed a teddy. Started feeling a bounce, and the next thing you know, she has got Toddzilla in her mouth. That's what he called it. Jesus Christ! He, did he tell you that? <laughs> well, that's what he said. So he you're said, you're Toddzilla. You're surveying, mm-hmm. and she's giving oral sex to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and the next thing you know, we're all three fucking rolling around in the sheets, naked, having well, as sex. a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. 
My heart's racing just hearing did that. Did your uh, did um it gives me so much anxiety. Did you go is there like a gentleman's rule of like hey don't touch me while I'm doing this or I think like, it's unspoken. It's I, an unwritten rule asking. like I, yeah. I, I'm I'm picturing there's a gentleman rule mm-hmm. of like if you guys brush shoulders that you're like ah no, it's, don't do that. I, I don't think it would be anything like that, but you know what? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and look at him in the eye and hold his hand. While we're, you know, four and a half, five feet across from each other. No, no. But if it happens, you know, if it happens, you brush a shoulder or, you know, a knee touches a thigh or something like that. That's going to happen when you got that many bodies involved, you know. And it's 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 another thing to, like, you know, take your dick and stick it in the face or whatever. You, you see what I'm saying? That's It's unwritten, a gentleman's rule, I guess. You wouldn't freak out about it, though. It'd be like, yeah, that sort of thing happens. Now, if I'm sitting there minding my own business and... You know, guy comes over and grabs my junk. Then that's when it's like, hey, whoa, whoa, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm here for the. There's pie. no. Uh, no there's there's no. no pardon me, sir. Whoa, <laughs> I'm kicking you. <laughs> right. If you touch my ding ding. <laughs> right. That 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 is too far. That okay. is too far. We're those are my questions. Off air, Sam and I have been talking about Jeffrey Star uh, because all these things are coming out about how horrible of a human being he is. Okay. He's okay. a makeup artist. Okay. Okay. He's a YouTube I makeup artist, he and he uh, and he's gay. And he, uh, and that's important for the context of this conversation, mm-hmm. um, is he, a lot of sexual assault claims are coming against him. Mm-hmm. And apparently he sings or performs, and he was getting booked on some Vans Warped Tour dates, and somebody gave him a taser, and he would hit on guys, and if they weren't receptive, he would shock them with a, a chart. You can't do that. Yeah, or he would, you, there's videos of him, like, grabbing guys' dicks. Wow. And yeah, being like, and being, being like, and like to, to, like. That is big. To, like, turn them on, like, to see if they were game. Wow. Yeah, this man's a fucking animal. That's very aggressive. You can't do that. No. You can't do that at all. No. No. That's the thing. Like, the way he's behaving Mm -hmm. is the way straight men think all gay men act. Mm -hmm. And he's actually setting the homosexual community way fucking back. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's insane. It's insanity. Okay. Most gay men don't know you're straight and don't want anything to do with you Mm -hmm. because you're straight. Right. You, you, You don't turn them on. Yeah, he's he's a monster. He is no different than Harvey Weinstein. Wow. Well, that's fucked up. I didn't yes. know that. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I hope he gets what's coming to him. Uh, I hope he gets justice. <laughs> I hope. I think he might be okay with it. Yes. Burn in hell. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so the cuckold thing, I want to go back mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. He's got a manual <laughs> that he sells that you can download from his site. He says... He's got glowing testimonials from men who called him the wife whisperer and said he helped their love and marriage to an unbelievable level. On nearly every page, he invited all who entered to envision in explicit detail the kind of life his services could help from them, uh, could help them lead, lead. Quote, just imagine, he wrote in a description for a downloadable instruction called The Inception Method. The look on your wife's face that says both, look how much fun I'm having, and everything is okay. And she's riding another man, cowgirl. Oh, my God. Maybe you'd enjoy listening from another room as you hear the sounds of her screaming, crying, begging, slurping, all Eh. floating through the closed door behind which she's letting her true inner slut out. Imagine her walking out of the room for a quick break, hair a mess, makeup smeared, as she goes to get a glass of water, walks past you, says, hey, and then goes back to the bedroom, closing the door and locking it. This could all be yours, he promises. 
Sounds like a you just nightmare. have to purchase the personalized cuckold wife hot wife plans that start as low as one hundred and seventy nine dollars. Fuck that. Fuck that. But if you want to get into cuckolding, maybe that's a that's a easy buy. Not you. I meant royal you. Right. Right. His client list pushes five digits. Ooh. His web five digits mean he has that many mm-hmm. clients. That's right? a lot. That's yeah. A lot. That's no sure. joke. His monthly website averages half a million hits per month. His Twitter pages blow up, and he has already left left his private marriage and family therapy practice to make cuckold consulting his full-time job. It has him working 14-hour days with anywhere to what? 3 to 20 clients at a time. He needs an assistant. <laughs> Are you volunteering? No, fuck no. Because like, you re- re- reflect your community, and so I feel like if I start surrounding myself with cuckolds mm-hmm. and then them telling me, oh, my God, this is so great, like I feel like you know, after year five, it might start to like, all right, maybe it is, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do that, so I don't want to be like worn down, so I don't want to surround myself with a bunch of people that love doing that. So a man that does research on sex says that 52%, not associated with this guy, mm-hmm. 52% of heterosexual men and 26% of heterosexual women admit that they fantasized about cuckolding at least once. Female cucks are called cuck queens. Typically, it's known as a straight thing, but that's far from the case. The research found that 66% of gay and bisexual men and 42% of lesbian and bisexual women have cuckolding desires, too. I have desires to hear my wife have the most amazing orgasm Mm -hmm. from me. Mm -hmm. From me. That's the thing. <laughs> you could have somebody else go in and do the job a lot better. You're going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Your performance is lacking, sir. On this review, we're going to give you two stars. You're fired. The idea of all that is insane to me. Yeah. Because it's what you're really talking about is a polygamy, uh, like a polyamory type of relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? You're talking about she, two people that can have sex with whoever they want. Right. You not being one of them, by the way. Ugh. And the article goes on to talk about how the the hot wife and the bull, I guess, the, whatever, the dude, the husband, mm-hmm. they have sex every day. Like, they have a happy sex life, and that there's a misconception that people that do this are weak, okay. not macho, don't have a lot of sex, can't have sex. And she's like, that's not true. Hmm. I mean, okay, maybe for them. Maybe for them. Totally, whatever. I didn't realize that that was as popular as it is, you know? But those stats what, you're saying, yeah, were those, those were, statistics coming from him? Were no, they no, no. fantasizing or like actual stats? No, no, it was. It, was, it said fantasy. Okay. Uh, the man, Justin Lee Miller, a research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and author of the sexual fantasy book called Tell Me What You Want, Said interest in cuckolding has been steadily growing over the past few years, with 52% of heterosexual men and 26% of heterosexual women admitting they've fantasized Fantasized, about cuckolding at least once. So it's not actually happening. It's just the thought of it happening. And even then, I'm not going to lie, the thought of it happening enrages me a little bit. Uh, Listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't think a fantasy, like a dream or whatever, is a thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've had fantasies of threesomes. Yeah. I don't consider that meaning I want to have a threesome. Mm-hmm. If Sam was like, I've had a fa- I had a fantasy sex fantasy about you last night. Mm-hmm. I don't digest that as she wants to have sex with me. I think you're wrong on that one. No, I've had sex I've had sex dreams about you, 
Corbin, mm-hmm. DC. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have sex with you guys. It's just your brain. It's like when you're sleeping. But it's why? just chemicals firing. It's yeah. not like there's no substance there. See, I, and this is where I disagree with you. I think deep down, deep, deep, deep down in there, subconsciously you do. And it's not. I'm not trying to say anything or whatever about you, but and I think that's why mm-hmm. those chemicals get drudged up. And start firing stuff off and make those fantasies or make those dreams happen. Then how do you explain the the dreams or mm-hmm. of of like your child being swept away by a tornado? Mm-hmm. Are you getting thrown off a building? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or me those, getting those don't you know, mean, cut by an ice pick. That like, doesn't mean you dreams. want those to happen. That doesn't no. mean that they're gonna happen. You're right. That, that just means that the chemicals in your brain created a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not. I think what you're describing and other people have described Mm -hmm. is like way overthinking dreams. That's possible. It's like dream interpretation almost. I I think with like what you're talking about, you kid getting swept off by a tornado or getting stabbed with an ice pick or whatever. Yes. Yes. Those are just random. Your brain's putting images together and this is how you process it. But I feel with like stuff like that, sex dreams and stuff, I think deep down inside, you may not know it. You may not want to admit it. You may just be so faint that you're like, oh, that's nothing. That's just that it. It's just dreams or it's just chemicals firing off or whatever. But I think deep down inside, yeah, that's that's what you want. It may not be, you know, extreme, right? But there's still enough of a hint to create those chemicals, to create those images, to fire them off in your brain. Scientifically speaking, mm-hmm. If you have a theory and it, it doesn't apply the other way, mm. that theory is bogus. Okay. Right? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that you, the, scientifically speaking, you can't pick and choose where it gets applied. Okay. Fair so enough. they would say scientifically, well, then it, it wouldn't be because it can't be true for your sex dreams, but not true for your dreams of being swept away by a tornado or okay. ice pick or whatever. Yeah, and, like, I don't feel bad when I have sex dreams about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't be like, oh, Jeff, I have to tell you something last night. I can't believe this happened because I can't control that. It's mm-hmm. got nothing to do. And if Jeff had sex dreams about somebody else, like, he can't control that, like, while he's asleep. Mm-hmm. I can't control it while I'm asleep. So I feel like that just going off, I don't feel, like, bad about that because it's not that any something anybody did. Maybe I just watched something super. Why are you winking at me? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't Have do you had that. dreams of about Sam? Sexual dreams about Sam? No. Neither one of you guys. Well, Nobody didn't here. Ask me. I didn't ask me. I'm just getting, making sure it's all plain and clear. But no, I haven't had a sex dream and. <laughs> I can't even remember. You how don't long have sexual dreams about people? Mm-mm. Not not since it's been a good what do you def- 20 years or so. Well, oh what do you do? Hold on, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. What are you defining as sexual dreams? Because what I'm defining as sexual mm-hmm. dreams is a dream in the dream you have sex, not a wet dream. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's what I'm talking about. You haven't dreamt about a, somebody you, like another, the species you are attracted to mm-hmm. in 20 years at least. That's that if that. Do you remember your dreams? Most of them, yeah. You do. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you dream about mostly? Really, it's I I don't have dreams that often, but when I do, it's huh. whatever's going on. In my life right then, or, you know, whether it be about the kids or work or whatever the case is, whatever struggle I'm dealing with. Huh. Yeah. Like, I had a dream the other night where crabs were running through the house, and they kept, like, showing up. No matter how I swept them out of the house, mm-hmm. they sh- the crabs showed up, and they were, like, <laughs> like running. That's funny. I mean, dreams are, aren't dreams supposed to be weird? I didn't—I don't—if I dream about work, it's some weird thing happening. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I've had dreams where, like, I was stressed about whatever, work, not being here, being late, and then, then had dreams That wasn't a dream, I, darling. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I met in a specific night, and Dreams then... Dreams really do come true. <laughs> You're right. Pro- proved. You proved it. <laughs> Why did I say that? That was so stupid of me. Anyway, drop this mic. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we tried, boys. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not down for cuckolding. Sam asked a question when I, I told her I was bringing this up, and... She asked a question. I don't even remember what I asked. I think I said, oof, uh, fun or good. What if? Oh, yeah. I asked what if, um, like, he found out about me that I had some super crazy weird fetish. And he was like, that wouldn't be weird. And I was like, that wouldn't freak you out if you found out I was into something really weird. And he was like, no. And I was, I... I think maybe freak you out and being shocked are two different things because I said, oh, if you were like told me you had a foot fetish mm-hmm. that I didn't know about or Gimpy had a clown fetish or whatever it is, that I would be super surprised True. like like being like, wait, I know you for six years and I've never heard you. We've talked for, you know, 20 hours a week and I've never heard you say this before, that it would be really shocking. Yeah, I mean, we don't know about what each other does behind closed doors right we only know what you say mm-hmm. and so what you say doesn't mean that's what you do mm-hmm. right I, we'll use the clown thing because he has brought it up the clown porn thing whatever he can say that on air that doesn't mean he's you know having his woman wear a rubber red rubber nose and white face paint maybe he is totally would though for sure. but the point you see what i'm saying <laughs> so like i just don't i don't take it for anything other than that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, if he was like, you know what, guys, I'm really into, uh, I'm trying to think of something that would be <laughs> shocking coming from Gimpy. I'm really into vegetables during sex. I like vegetables put in places. I like when people would make like, me a cereal bowl. That's a like, fun one. To each his own. You're never welcome at my house on Garden Day. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm never inviting you to the <laughs> farmer's market. Right? right. But right. same right. thing for you. Surprised. If if you whatever you would have that if you would admit to me, why you would admit it to me, I don't know. Because usually it's a personal thing for your bedroom. Yeah. I don't know because we talk about sex a lot and like sexual things and like what's happened in our past and so I just yeah. feel like that's a very occurring thing on the show. Right, because it's your past, it's not currently happening. Well, Sexually speaking, people will share like things that have happened, mm-hmm. but they won't share the inner struggles or things that are going on because they're considered taboo and they feel shame mm-hmm. potentially by admitting that it's happening. That doesn't mean you should feel shame, that doesn't mean it is shame, that just means like that's why people sometimes don't share current struggles in the bedroom yeah i would just be surprised because i just feel like i know you both very well and if you had some weird fetish thing i still that would be surprised i would be surprised i wouldn't be surprised. like what fetish like what fetish feet no i think gimpy kind of likes feet a little bit first uh well furby furries 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 Furries, um, i don't know why i look to you as like the expert but that's yeah, that would that would super shock me. Like I you love guys wearing a nice bunny outfit. Yeah, drill my wife. Yes, that would very or much. She wears shock a uh, tortoise costume. That's tortoise nice. in the hair. Tortoise yeah. in the hair. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. See who comes first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tortoise every time. Everybody knows that. Oh every fucking God. time. If you know what you're doing, <laughs> right? Maybe I should be the tortoise in this group. <laughs> yeah, that would super surprise me. Yeah, it just doesn't. If I, was, I'm if, not if, shocked by basically from the show that we've done and the things that I've heard. I'm not shocked by the weird things people do. I'm just not. 
It really just society anymore. If you see how much, like, social media, people just fucking spew blah, all over Facebook or whatever, Twitter, whatever. Nothing surprises me from the world anymore at all whatsoever. Right. Sam could be like, I love being treated like a bowling ball. I'm like, okay. That's your thing. Doesn't surprise me at all whatsoever. I'm aware. Okay. Yeah, I get Sorry, that. I was doing the hand gesture. So <laughs> right. Yeah. right. There's nothing that surprises me anymore. Got with a gal, found out she has a blood fetish. Okay. Doesn't bother me. Right. A little weird, but okay. Doesn't bother me. Like blood and sex. Yeah. Blood from her and sex or just blood in general? Blood in general. Really? Yeah. Can I ask more questions or would you rather not talk about it? Go for it. And if I feel like answering, I will. Okay. I, I'd just rather you say, I don't want to answer that. Mm-hmm. So I know to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, do you, does is it cutting? No. So I mean, that you, could be part of it. Like, but, but is she going, what, can I cut you to get blood? I just want to play with some blood. So when you find out where you can find blood at, where you can buy actual blood, that makes things so much easier. Because with that. Animal? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's fucking weird, dude. What? Yeah. That's incredible. Wait, That's a little you, bizarre. You have sex with animal? I mean, you have sex and then include animal blood into your sex somehow. Somehow. Right. <laughs> right. Have you had, uh, have you learned to like it or you just go along with it because that's what she likes? Just do it. Just do it because that's what they like. But is there you any pleasure I mean? in it? Like, are you developing a pleasure for it? I do you wouldn't. see blood and get excited because you're I like, wouldn't. yeah, I know no. we're going to poop? No, because that's not my thing. That's not my thing. That's not my bag, right? But, I mean, it's it's one of those, well, if she's happy, then whatever works. Yeah. Right? I don't personally want to get cut and spew blood all over you. I see where the attraction is there, but I don't, you know, I'm not into that sort of thing I was thing just curious anymore. how the blood came about. Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you but... only do it for like a four to seven day period every 28, right? Like, you're talking <laughs> like you bring blood into the sexual experience. If she wants it. If she, if she if, desires if, if, it. If that's what she wanted, then yeah, we would go Oh, but it's and... never, wait, hold on, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Are you saying it has happened where animal blood has been brought in, mm-hmm. or are you saying it hasn't happened and you were just going with my scenario no it has happened oh wow okay it has happened and it's like all right there's going to be a bit of a mess to clean up but it's it's all good wow it's all good wow what sam i'm just i'm i'm literally i'm super shocked why because again i just literally said this situation that like hey i feel like i've known you guys for a long time and i would like know if you had some you know fetish thing and i guess this isn't yours mm-hmm. but i get like cuz he's a part of it yeah you're participating yeah. Mm-hmm. and it is surprising mm-hmm. to me so even though you may not get turned on by that it's still like a fetish i didn't know that you were participating in i so think the only shocking. way i would be like shocked mm-hmm. whether it was either one of you is like if it involved children that's, or i felt oh, like you were put- uh, no no hold on here that's me illegal. Or, or putting your i know that's why i would be mm-hmm. shocked or that you'd be putting yourself in harm's way, mm-hmm. that I would be like, whoa, my God, what are you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. Right? That's where I would I would be like shocked or freaked out. Yeah. Okay. But there's a shoe for every foot. Why yeah. can't he date the person that that's, that's her shoe? Listen, I'm not, I guess maybe. That's why I'm not shocked is I'm, what I'm explaining. Maybe that the word shock comes off as negative mm-hmm. and it's not that. It's coming from a place of like being speechless and like. I did not know that about you. Oh my God. And being surprised. I've also dated a gal. Once, who was like, all right, here's the things. No kids, no animals, no vomit. Anything else goes. And I'm like, all She's right. referring to ha- in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. No, no kids, res- no animals. And no vomit. 
Everything else was fair Everything game. Everything else was fair and game. And did you test that theory ever? Uh, no. Okay. No. But it's, you know, it was kind of neat to know that, that that was an option. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm not down with that. Mm-hmm. That would arouse me if I heard a female say that. Mm-hmm. But if it, like, suddenly happened, I'd be like, whoa. No, 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 no. I'll tell you, pissing on somebody during sex is a little weird, but it's kind of neat at the same time. No, there's literally I'm nothing neat I'm not getting fucking peed on. I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was weird, too. And I was like, and it takes a while for it to build up. You know, you kind of get stage fright, whatnots like that. Once the fucking stream gets going, you're like, well, this is kind of neat. And you start playing Fireman with it. And you're oh, like, my well, God, this is- no. Oh, okay, all right. No, no. I think we're good on the details. I think we got the gist. Oh, my God. Okay. I, learned, I mean, I've told the story where the girl learned, wanted me to do that, and, yeah. I, and she's like, "We well, put me in the bathtub and piss on me," and I was like, <laughs> "Not me." Yep. <laughs> okay, if that's what you want, why not? It's, I've never done it before, so why the hell not? So I did. I mean, I can think really of at least one reason why not. Why is that? Well, you know, germs, bacteria could be a pretty solid reason. Soap and and it's so gross, and also it feels disrespectful. If Jeff fucking so peed is, on me. So his bukkake. Yeah. So is. I'm not down with that so, either. No, but so is <laughs> just when it's just you and your partner mm-hmm. and they do that to your face. Oh, my God, right? That's just as disrespectful. I think that's Ooh. more disrespectful. I don't think so. It. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've never had it done to me, and I've never done it, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I just interpret that, it as disrespectful. Yeah, and I think... Uh, it's pro- a dramatic dominance move. Well, I like dominance, but not peed on dominance. <laughs> but other not your products. Down. <laughs> yeah. 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 One, there's like pleasure being derived from it, and the other one is like an everyday... There's uh, pleasure. I mean, you relief. No, no I'm. I'm just... I'm not a fire hydrant. You're not a dog. Fire hose receiver. Right. Yeah. I am not your fire. I've learned way too much in this podcast. My I, good God. I think to have, like, it's important to have conversations about topics like that. Not to offend, not to push people to a dark place, but to go, like, these things exist. Mm-hmm. That I'm not trying to normalize urinating on people, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to know that that's <laughs> out there. Then you could talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because 20 years ago, oh, you're a freak. It was happening then. It was, but you are a freak. Yeah, they just didn't talk about Mm -hmm. it. No, it's just. I'm not judging you or I won't talk to you. It feels like you're judging. No, I'm just saying it's not for me, and and I'm I'm not going to do that every day or once. (laughs) Try it one time. Nope. How much? Dude, over $1,000. But I feel like you're being bought pretty fucking cheap. <laughs> I'd be like, 10 grand. 10 grand? Yes. 10 grand if you want me I, to pee on you, because I'm sacrificing some morals. I don't. All right, you guys have a great week. Uh, <laughs> try not to get pissed on. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.